Material Components, Episode 64, Forest Fighters. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. How you doing? Pretty good. good. <laughs> yes, wow. yes, yes. Surviving. Elephant in the room is, of course, we are indeed in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic as of the recording Ooh. of this episode. Uh, yeah. But thankfully, social distancing is no barrier to us. Uh, like many Dungeons & Dragons characters who have been stuck behind doors in the past, uh, we have removed those doors via the power of the internet. Yes. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Fireball. Uh. <laughs> also, I think I was uh. already doing this distancing so this just works perfectly yeah. in my schedule work work was the only place i was really going so. yeah <laughs> elliot and i were talking about how all of the matcom kids would do quarantine and it was very hmm, it was very sad yeah <laughs> only tears didn't survive yeah as in tears yeah. would be the only one remotely good at it. <laughs> yeah maybe maybe girl uh anyways who are we Oh god, who are we? Uh, I'm Olivia, and I'm playing Tirza, Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. <laughs> Good in and, a quarantine. And I'm Elliot, and I'm playing Cherish Ironstrike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. And I am Michael, and I am playing Sid Emberlight, Half-Elf Rogue, the first to die in the quarantine. Um, I'm Reed. <laughs> and I'll be playing Reed. Yeah, no, oh. I'll be playing Grawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock. Um, he's less likely to, 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 to die due to sickness. All of these things are true indeed. And of course, I would like to begin this game the way I begin every game, by asking you all, if you remember, what happened last time? I got stabbed by an onion. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the only thing I could think of for a week is like, uh -huh. what happened other than the fact that I got stabbed by a vegetable man? Yes, we uh -huh. went Man. into the woods. You, yes, you did. Yep, that's um, it. That's, that's it. it. Yep, that's, <laughs> a, yep. okay. that's all we got. Short episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it only took three and a half hours. Um, <laughs> yes, you all left the safety of Enclave and made your way into the Eastwood proper along the winding track with your Riftkeeper companions and your friendly neighborhood, Darren Dunn. Yeah. And then some stuff started happening in the Eastwood. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Grawl did, in fact, get stabbed by an onion. Uh, onion man. Onion Man. Do you know the man. Onion Man? The Onion Man? The Onion, the onion Man. man. <laughs> God damn it. Do you know the Onion Man who lives on the winding track? Yeah. Had, well, had to... she's well, married to the Onion Man. 
Um, uh, I hate that we did man. that long. <laughs> we, 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 uh, yeah. Shrek. Shrek. Um, topical reference. Topical. Always topical. Uh, yeah. Um, and we had a lot of, uh, kind of, um, um, bu- 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Um, conversation. Yeah. Role play. A, ra- a kind of round yeah. robin of uh, hanging out with the Rift Keepers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to it's know. like speed dating. <laughs> yeah. I mm-hmm. was just about to say, oh, and I took notes on all the conversations, but I took notes on everyone's conversation except for the ones that I had. Because <laughs> I'm really good at taking notes. <laughs> You're better than I am. Also, I feel like, okay. I know, alright. I said last time <laughs> that, like, oh, clearly uh, Etsuko's straight because she's not into Cherish. But, like, that's not what I meant. And that was a dumb thing to say, and I apologize. I know that it's, like, just us here, but, like, every other people listen to this show, and, like, that was a dumb, bad thing to say. Was that an in-character thing, or is that an out-of-character thing? I don't remember. Could have been it bold. was out of character. Could have been bold. It was yeah. out of character, but like that's not what I meant. I just meant like, oh, I didn't want. I wanted to apologize for making Etsuko uncomfortable if she's not interested in Cherish. Mm. And that's what I meant. Oh, so okay. that's what I should have said. So, gotcha. That yeah, makes yeah. sense. Just holding myself accountable for things. Hell yeah. Indeed. Uh, yeah, you all had a series of conversations with the different members of the Rift Keepers. You. Uh, had some awkward interactions with Etsuko. You uh, learned a little bit nope. about the the brass tacks of uh, gods from Canaeus. You mm-hmm. uh, learned about uh, Minotaur ritualistic scarring and Canaeus's inability to uh, sleep. Maybe it's tough to say. Ooh. And then. We got into that deep lore. And you got into that deep Ooh. lore. That that rich, nougaty lore at the center that of things. earthy. Mm, mm. It's, it's, it's succulent lore. Yeah. Mm, like sucking marrow out of chick bones. Mm, mm. Uh, yes. In a conversation with Darren Dunn, so Grawl learned about uh, the early days of the valley and specifically what brought some of the original settlers to the valley. That specifically being the destruction of their worlds, possibly. Yeah. Specifically, the world of Toral is apparently no more. At least according to Darren Dunn. And yeah. he was an unwilling uh, immigrant to the Tempest Rest Valley. Having been forced to come here by the actions of his mate and Cherish's possible mom, Valmorad Race. Also, the valley was originally Pyre Scales. I think that was an interesting factoid. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and apparently he still might hold a grudge. Uh, It's not 100% uh, on board with that. Swear fealty. Swear to me. (laughs) But yeah, uh, do you remember anything else you learned from that convo? That specific um, we none of us learned anything. Mister yeah. I took notes. We learned about the spell plague. Mm-hmm. I, well, okay, again, let me correct that. Grawl learned about the spell plague. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, and that uh, specifically all the dragons helped stop um, like the destruction of their world. They're all from Toral, right? That was mm -hmm. the name of that world. Yeah. Okay. Um, there were... Hmm, I've got Elysian Gold written down. That's the name of the T. No, that's mm. not No, important. that's correct. Well, maybe it is important. <laughs> oh, I wrote that down too. Yeah. Uh, yeah oh my yeah. God. Just Priorities. Be, just I'm to be clear. We focused on T. The dragons of Toral attempted to save their world. And right, right, right. They banded together. Yeah. yeah. The chromatic and it was end. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Chromatic and metallic. Metallic. Yeah. Which is weird. Oh. Yeah. It is weird. Weird as all hell. Mm -hmm. Um and then we learned uh again, uh Grawl learned that others came here um via their own kind of thing, if I remember correctly. Zonot Zero and Strothheim, was it? Apparently Zonot Zero, Srothheim, and Fair Aimseer all came to the valley independently after the fact. Yeah. And okay. as well as other kind of Bedraggled wanderers, such as the mayor of Blue Gulch. Yeah. Where could he be from? Hmm. Who knows? What a mystery hmm. this is. Hmm. Yeah, almost went there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> almost went on a fun field trip. <laughs> two of you almost went there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And maybe Tirza on their coattails, just like. <laughs> Woof. Okay. Silly, silly friends. <laughs> so yes, you also discovered what Darren Dunn's sort of been up to over the last 500 years. So Besides most, drink. I course. mean, that that was definitely the end result. Yeah. Yeah. Being sad and drinking. Mm -hmm. But apparently he glommed on to House Lyodon in an attempt to get back to his home plane. Uh, but yeah. all attempts seemed to have ended in failure, and thus he crawled into a wineskin and never looked back. Until recently. Hi. But yes, uh, you also encountered the the strange night pigs, which were hunting the onion men within the Eastwood, <laughs> and uh, looked wandered beneath the puppets of the Vine Lord. Your they didn't attack you or anything, but they it was definitely a grotesque little sideshow that you passed under. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was weird. Indeed. I did not like that at all. And then one last thing happened. Yeah, it was oh, the it was yeah. the dawn of the third day of travel. The tenth of so. Twenty-four hours remain. Okay, that's all I can. Sing on. A, a strange, green-clad, elvish-looking oh, knight yeah. strode mm -hmm. up into your campsite and, with a bellicose challenge, wanted to fight Tears of Cloakbearer in a duel for the honor of the Archfey as a whole and Lord Oberon Greenvein specifically. And this... Like, I was in my PJs, <clears throat> so... So, mm -hmm. Tirza said... Nah. <laughs> but thankfully... I'm good. A certain Mr. Sid Emberlight yeah. stepped up. You know, someone's gotta do it. 
I think. Elliot and I immediately after were like, hey, remember how Sid just promised us that he wasn't going to do dangerous things anymore? This is like dangerous. Thinking about I, them? This is specifically like, what I'm good at. And I was like, yeah, bud, this super doesn't count as selfless behavior. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm fighting... I'm defending Tears' honor here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Baby as, steps. <laughs> as was established at the end of last session, not only are you fighting for Tears' honor, but her life as well. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Because yeah. winning this duel against this green uh, elvish champion that has called themselves the Far Darig uh, mm -hmm. will win you passage through at least this chunk of the Eastwood unmolested the loss of this duel will result in probably your death and then also the death of tirza good times yeah okay, if you die so, i'll challenge him next and then just oof. set his ass on fire <laughs> just great chain as long as one of us <laughs> defeats him <laughs> so girl's not gonna <laughs> sid emberlight Yep. You have split Stormpiercer in twain, revealing yes. the the two-sword form that is so superior, like Kirito from Sword Art Online. You've got exactly. two swords. <laughs> you know, if if you were cooler like Zoro, you would have three. He's working on it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Holding a lightning sword <laughs> in my teeth. Yeah. No, 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 no. You clench it betwixt your cheeks. Ooh, very good. Yeah, you're a new Or I just get robot arms and have four. Mm. That's true. Just go full yeah, General Grievous. General Grievous Yeah, style. exactly. <laughs> All right, what's a character with five swords? Come on, let's keep this going. <laughs> but Sid. Yes. The Green Knight stands before you. Axe in mm -hmm. one hand, great shield in the other. And they're waiting for some movement, some signal as your duel commences. I need you to roll initiative. Okay. Oh, hey, you can add my proficiency to that. I would love to. Thank You're you. Standing within 10 feet? Uh, almost certainly, because I was trying to be like, hey, Sid, you don't have to do this. Okay. Um, oh, so I add your proficiency bonus onto my... I'm gonna do hickey. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's plus four. That's fun. Okay. Uh, 21. Okay, so the figure clad in green and golden plate mail is just watching you, and you clearly, with your swords held in your hand, know that they are waiting for you to make a move. Hmm. And I think, um, I think Sid starts to like track, like sort of circle around, uh, slowly just kind of observing. I I'd like to get a good view. I mean, I, I did already roll initiative, but I'd like to get a good view at him. See if I can see any weak points in this armor. Um, so you'd like to spend your turn, uh, using perception to see if you can notice any critical weak points on this figure. We are. Absolutely in combat right in now. In combat, yeah, yeah. And it is your initiative, right? Hmm. Speaking on a mechanical level, mm. Mike, what is what would that even like? Would that just be for fun story flavor, or 
or is there that might there... let you see some crucial detail that could give you an edge in this fight that you have just walked straight into mm-hmm. uh then i will do that okay mm-hmm. <laughs> give me a perception check okay perception is plus... yeah and uh by the way the initiative order is Sid the Knight, then Sid the Knight, then Sid the Knight. At any mm-hmm. point, anyone else in the vicinity can step in if they wish. True. Uh, so just but uh, clearly you won't need to. Um. <laughs> my favorite mm-hmm. thing about Mike, Mike just looking just at the so stats. Modded. Just uh, okay, that would be fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen. Mike, do you want us to roll initiative right now for if we attempt to do that, or how would you like us to do that? No, I am fairly certain that if anyone wanted to act before this night, they could, seeing as how he botched his initiative roll. So, oh, oh. okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so anytime we wish, cool. <laughs> anytime you want, you can step in if you want. Cool. Yeah. No, I'm circling. I'm not the saying night, I will. Sid. I just. <laughs> you notice that. His large, almost just about short of a tower shield. It's not mm-hmm. quite full barricade mode, but it's a big fucking shield. Mm-hmm. It's got this engraved vine pattern glimmering in this bright green gemstone worked into the shield plating. His axe as well looks to be of some high quality make, perhaps mithril of some kind. And you see that it's got elegant scroll work worked along the blade. Mm-hmm. The armor itself doesn't necessarily appear magical, but yeah, definitely the axe and the shield are magical in some fashion. Okay. Other than that, you can't really tell much about this figure. They are head-to-toe in armor. The only thing you really see of their actual body body is twin gleaming emerald eyes coming through the slit in the visor. And because of that shining light, everything else within the visor is cast in shadow. Okay. But as you begin to prowl around them, they will pivot slowly, tracking your movement. Mm-hmm. And as you slowly circle, gauging them, and you spent your turn investigating them, they mm-hmm. will let out a shout, and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. What are my saving throws? Let me just make this full screen. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, 17? 17, all right. You feel some strange power seeping into your mind behind your eyes, but you manage to resist this compulsion that this green knight is trying to put over you. Mm. And then they will take a hard step backwards, increasing the distance between you to about 15 feet, and then they will mm. whip this axe at your face. Okay. Oh, thank God. And that is going to be a 24 to hit. It hits. Excellent. And that is going to be oh, four. Ooh, nice, right out of the gate. Uh, for 12 slashing damage. Okay. Uh, I'd like to use Uncanny Dodge and have that. All right, excellent. Fucking rogues, man. And cool. as soon as the axe hits you, it then explodes into a burst of green energy. Oh, And fun. staring back at the knight, you can see that the axe never left his hand. Hmm. Interesting. Ooh. That's sick. That's really cool. And we're back to you, Sid. Alright. Gonna rush him. Okay. Um, 
yeah, I'd like to run up and attack. All right, please do. <laughs> Come on. Ooh, that's probably not going to hit. That's going to be, uh, I'm guessing a 12 doesn't hit. One hard step 12. backwards raises the shield, just completely blocks the blow. Okay. Now with my offhand. Oh, come on. Uh, that's going to be... What would that be? Uh, 16? 16. The shield just sort of pivots slightly, blocks the second blow. Okay. New dice uh, not rolling very good. The knight will stomp forward. Uh, hey, Mike. Yes? Um, I want to quickly ask you about um, some some definitions repressed digitation. <laughs> oh, this is where it starts getting fun. Yeah. Please, uh, go on. So, harmless sensory effect. Mm. Now, this can affect any of the five senses. And it must indeed be harmless. Harmless. Hmm. So... Can I harm make... includes but is not limited to damage, some kind right. of blinding status effect, okay. or uh, anything else that might debilitate them? Okay, so I can't like make the ground feel slippery to try to like uh, get him off balance. No, because there is another okay. spell for that. Okay. Okay. Can I distract him with a very pungent smell right in front of his face? <laughs> you can produce a very pungent smell. Whether or not it will distract him is going to depend on a constitution check, the DC of which is very low. Mm -hmm. Okay. What about a presentation of very scantily clad onion knights? Well, that would require some kind of illusion spell, not prestidigitation. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm just curious. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, unfortunately, prestidigitation is very, very broad in its effects, but yes. it also is... Also very limited, because it's a cantrip. Yes, and it specifically goes out of its way to say that it can't really affect the battlefield as such. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. Because there are other spells that do that sort of thing. Yeah, I like, don't have them. Like is... stinking cloud or Ooh. grease or grease. That's a good one. Grease, is yeah, good one. grease is fun. Hmm. So the knight is going okay. to stomp forward, mm -hmm. Sid, and come straight at you with a shield bash to lead things off. Okay. And that is a natural twenty. Oh god! My, my new dice are doing great. <sighs> So, God damn it. that is going to be, uh, that is 10 plus, oh, so 15 bludgeoning damage. Okay. And I need you to make a, let's see, an athletics check. Or no, this is just a strength saving throw. Sorry. Strength saving throw. It's probably, oh yeah, that's good. Uh, 15? 15 is exactly what you needed. As the shield strikes you, you see the, the vine emblems on the shield burst into light, and these green vines erupt from the ground around your feet, but you dance around them as they try to lash you to the ground. Ooh. Fun. 
He will then this follow up the things. shield bash with an axe chop just straight down okay. at you. And that is a 22 to hit. The hits? 22 plus that. So that is going to be 7 slashing damage. Okay. I guess I'll have that one. I probably should have the 15, but um, do we round up or down? Round up. Round up. Okay, so that'll be uh, uh, 8. All right. Over to you, Sid. Okay. Let's just do... uh, Second verse, same as the first. Um, and we're going with tech. Um, just, just searching. I, I didn't see any openings at, at, you know, my first analysis, but I'm just like, just chipping away, trying to find a good spot. Um, ooh, that's probably going to hit. Uh, 26. 26 does hit, yes. Okay, great. Um, and then I'm going to roll uh, the second attack. Oh, cool. Um, and then does a 19 hit? A 19 does not hit. Okay, so I'll roll one attack. And you are alone up against this guy, so you do get your swashbuckler sneak attack. Fun, fun, swashbuckler sneak attack. Uh, we've got, it's going to be 7, 9, 12, 16, um, it's going to be 22, that's going to be 28, um, plus 4, so 32, and am I including my Storm Piercer bonus on this, Mike? No, you are not. Interesting. Um, so 32 damage then. 32 damage. The sword bites at the the knight and does not deal as much damage as you would have hoped. Whoa. Well, shit. <laughs> it, it seems as though the material of your weapon does not have as great of an effect on this creature as you might have liked. Oh, huh. boy. Because you know what's really good um, against fairies? Cold what? iron. Cold iron. Um, it's a whole thing. Is my sword cold iron? No. No. Uh, okay. Your sword is specifically some kind of weird mithril blend. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So only, only cold iron does, like, the damage it should do. It against bypasses it. its damage resistance, yes. Interesting. Okay. Um, I would like to hop in really quick mm -hmm. and use my I use all nine uh, of my Sadagar points. So, Sid, you now have plus two to all of your savings. Sweet. So you're using your super aura ability? Mm -hmm. And that also creates the uh, a range of detect uh, good and evil, which specifically uh, lets 60 you feet. detect fiends, fey, like what celestials and undead, undead. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, let me just double check something real quick about that um, because the knight is a reaction to Sid's attack is actually going to use its reaction to do its knight's rebuke. 
Um, and it will take the hit and then come at you with a swinging axe. Okay. And that is going to be a 24 to hit. It hits. Okay. Comes at you with the axe blade, and that oh, is for God. an 11. Yeah, 11 damage. Um, Sid and I are going to die here. <laughs> yeah, he hits a lot more than I do. I'm a rogue and generally only. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's bad. Damage. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, Tirza, when you throw up that detection, you sense the normal stuff. There is, of course, Cherish, who is fiendish. Um, you detect... Um, let's see. What else do you detect? You detect that this My creature, range is 60 feet. Your range is 60 feet. Uh, so you basically get your whole campsite. Um, the rest of the... The rest of the Rift Keepers have definitely like gotten up and are watching all of this happen. Uh, Arbidon is just like, oh, why didn't I do that? Um... <laughs> Good question. Yeah. Uh, Etsuko is still like wiping the sleep out of her eyes and she's like, I'm sorry, what is going on? Uh, and Kanaeus is giving Sid three to one odds uh, against the knight. Um, but you detect that the knight is a fey creature of some kind. Okay. But so is Kanaeus. <gasps> what shocker. No, I, that is good to know, but yeah. So he's satyr. Satyrs <laughs> aren't necessarily inherently fey. I don't know that I've ever met one before. This is true. Yeah. Um. So okay, now that brings us to the knight's turn, who is going to uh -huh. second verse, same as the first shield bash. That is less good, though. That is only a 20 to hit, a dirty 20, which I think is still a hit, though. Still hits. Cool. Uh, I need you to make every attack so far. The, uh, <laughs> it's only going to deal five bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then same thing. And then uh, the strength saving throw, yeah. Right. To escape the grappling vines. Oh, but that's a first roll. So that's, yeah, it's just 12. Plus the two from Tirza? Yep. Okay, so yeah, those vines come <clears throat> wrapping up and grabbing your legs, and suddenly you're incapable of moving. Tirza is like it's squatting fine. on the ground. Uh, oh, sorry, it was five damage before. Is that right? Five bludgeoning damage. Yeah. Right. Is Darren Dunn up? Uh, yeah, Darren Dunn Oof. is scrambling to his feet and like God, beginning this guy's to... done forty damage in two rounds. That's oh my god. <laughs> Really great, guys. And then he'll follow it up with an axe attack. Then it will hit you, I'm thinking, for 22 versus your... Uh... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a terrible damage roll, though. So that's another five slashing damage. Okay. I guess I'll have that one. Okay. <laughs> Three damage. Ha <laughs> ha. Hey, uh, do you, what do you know about fairy duels? Talking and to Darren. At the end of his turn, the knight will back up away from you, uh, though he will provoke an opportunity attack when he does so. Okay. Mm, come on. Nice. 26. 26 will hit. Nice. All right.
not best spread. Uh, we've got three, four, eight, ten, fourteen, sixteen. Uh, 20, 20 damage. All right. Didn't like that, but it didn't deal as much as you want it to. Mm -hmm. And he will uh, take the hit and back up about 10 feet so that he's now about 15 feet away from you. Mm -hmm. uh, you can see him winding up for more axe throws now that you're stuck to the ground. Makes sense. And Cherish, you're going to turn to Darren Dunn and say, what do you know about fey duels? Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> Darren Dunn, in the meantime, is freaking the F out because he sees Sid just getting battered. <laughs> and he'll just shout, not good! Okay, is it cheating if we interfere? Yes! Damn it. <sighs> Sid, your turn. Cool. Uh, I assume I can't move. You um, can. Do I need to make a some kind of? It is some kind of action to escape the grapple. Like even if I just run up and heal him real quick. What if and I you can do either athletics or acrobatics to try to escape the grapple? Okay. Um, alternatively, I, I could bonus action flash step um, through him because I become sort of an energy. I mean, you can let me know if I can't get through the... Oh, you absolutely can. Okay, yeah. I'd like to step through him. Um, so you're burning all of your charges? Yeah, well... Okay. He did, like, 40 damage in, like, two rounds, so... That's true. Yeah. He did do that. It's yeah. like he was prepared to fight a paladin or something. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how that works. <laughs> but, you know, somebody's gotta step up. Yeah. I get... <laughs> So he needs to make a dexterity saving throw. That's correct. And it is, and what is my uh I need to write your DC is eight plus your proficiency bonus plus your dexterity modifier. Great. So that is gonna be six uh sixteen. Nice. Uh yeah, he ain't making that. Cool. Uh, that's going to be, and that's going to be uh, seventeen damage. Oh, he's taking all of that. Nice. Oh, interesting. Lightning damage. Cool. Um, like and then straight up magic damage. Apparently, like martial weapons have less effect on this guy, but straight up magic seems to have uh, full effect. Even martial weapons that have magic items. Yes. Or that had the magic property. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Unless, so as my unless they are made of cold iron. Gotcha. I should have been um, willing to do it. And then as my action, I, mean, I want to I stab him in the back. Yeah, please do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we're being technical, I should have been willing to do it. But in this True. situation where someone else Oof. stupidly did it instead. Uh, <laughs> does a 20 hit? A dirty 20? Just hits. Okay. Ooh. 20 is the AC. Good to know. Plate armor and shield. Yeah, seriously. Um, right. Uh, would I, um, would I add sneak attack to this if I've already? Actually, it is every turn you use sneak attack. So you use sneak attack on his turn. Now it is your turn. Right. That's true. That's true. 
Ooh, that's okay. Um, we've got 12, 13, 15, 18, and 12. So 25 uh, Ooh, piercing damage. Spicy. Yeah, this guy is starting to look a little ragged. You're actually matching him pretty well. And, hmm. uh, like, when you actually manage to get damage in, he doesn't seem like he's super tough. He's relying a lot of his defensive abilities to make sure you can't hit him or don't hit him okay. for as much. But you're just overwhelming that with just <clears throat> sheer brute damage. Nice. Uh, and I just like, well, got a few tricks up my sleeve, too. Trying not to reveal that that's all of my tricks. Um, <laughs> I am I got. out of tricks. <laughs> I am out Excellent. of tricks. He doesn't know that. Uh, and as a reaction, he will use his knight's rebuke after you've been after you attack him to come at yeah. you and just swing backwards. That's not a great attack roll, but I think an eighteen still hits you. It does hit. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> he'll hit you for five slashing damage. Lame. Okay. Oof, I do. I wonder, oh, he probably still hit me at range with that ability. And then on his turn, he will turn around and try to shield bash you again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is a really bad attack roll, though. A 14, I do not think hits. It doesn't. I jump out of the way. Yeah. Uh, and he will let out a curse in a language that you've heard spoken by onion folk not two days before. Mm-hmm. And then he will come in with an axe swing. And that is a 15 to hit. Uh, Sid nimbly dodges out of the way of that attack as well. Oh, turning the tides. Ooh. Oh, damn. We should have had Hank do this. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Hank stands in for tears up. <laughs> Anybody else jumping in, doing anything? I don't know what counts as cheating. Uh, let's see. I could curse him from here, but it's not going to help anyone out but you, me. You definitely Oops. see Darren Dunn, like, priming himself to do something. You don't know what exactly, but he looks like he's about to leap in on this situation, depending on how this next round goes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sid's, yeah. I mean, yeah. Sid is also rough. ready to jump in, but... Yeah. On a scale of uh, one to sixty-nine, I am uh, nice. sixteen. Nice. Yes, yes, my max HP is very nice. But um... <laughs> you've only got me beat by one point. Oh, Sid, you can never level up again. No, <laughs> so you keep that max HP. You won. St D &D. Stay at level nine, Sid. It is your turn. Oh, good, goody, goody. Um, just need to. How long does double blades last for? One minute? I thought... Um, I'd have to go back and check. It might be one. I thought it was ten, but I'm willing to go back and check. We can say one for ten now. Ten minutes. It was uh, not ten. I really, oh, I thought really it doubt it. It could last longer than a moment. I'm fine with one, because um, it's pretty awesome. Uh, so that's... Um, what would that be? Um, 25 to hit. Uh, this ability ends if you drop the copied blade, fall unconscious, or die. Uh, you must have remaining charges to use this ability. Oh, if you used all of your charges to use your, uh, Stormstride. Oh, then I, it's done. I wondered if that... Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was wondering if I had it out beforehand and I used the Stormstride, if... Yeah. 
So yeah. So the second sword is gone. Then. So the storm echo is gone. Yeah. Uh, well, shit. Well, at least that first hit hit then, because um, I'm assuming 25 hit. Like... 25 absolutely hits. Yeah. Okay, great. Ooh. Okay. Um. So it's 12. 16. It's going to be 19, 22, 26 uh, damage. (laughs) And then as a and then I'm going to move away from him let's say let's say 20 feet. And he will get an opportunity attack as you move away? Nope. Oh, because of Audacity, like rakish, uh, whatever. Right. Yeah. Fancy footwork. Yeah. Uh, fancy footwork is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Rogue nonsense. Um. <laughs> so you back up and away, <laughs> weaving away from him. Uh, mm-hmm. Though actually, when you get the attack off, he will use his reaction to use his knight's rebuke to get an attack on you. Anyway. Oh, uh, I was hoping to get out of the way of that one, but that's okay. Uh, because yeah, that's not an opportunity attack. That's just a reaction. It's a little mm. bit like Grawl's scather attack, actually. Uh, yeah, that is going to be a twenty-three to hit. That hits. Jesus Aww. fucking Christ! Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. seven slashing damage. Seven. Oof. Sid's looking rough. And this guy too. As you part ways, this knight is just heaving, and you can see the slashes. Like Stormpiercer has gone in between plates of armor, and you see this just bright, bright red almost scarlet blood seeping out across the plates of his armor. And Mm -hmm. you can see little patches of bright red flesh beneath the armor exposed by your cuts uh, and just ragged breaths coming out from this helmet. And as you part ways, stepping away from him, he'll say, You fight well, half-elf. Thanks, you too. (sighs) It is a shame that I will... Have to defeat you in the name of my lord. Yeah, we'll see if that happens. <laughs> and he will charge forward, shield first, in this, this like <laughs> battering ram of a charge. Bring it on, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, Darren. As a 15 to hit. Ah, so he's charging, he's got the shield, so he can't necessarily see, and Sid just whoop steps <laughs> right out of the way of the charge. And as he's sweeping past you, he chops at you with his axe on the backswing. Okay. okay. And that is going to be for a 17 to hit. 17 is my armor class, <laughs> damn it. No! <laughs> and that uh, is okay. for 7 slashing damage. Ooh, that would do it if I didn't uncanny... Oh, no, I have 9. But I am going to uncanny dodge anyways. Okay. Um, take 4. That's so going to be four. great. And Darren will go, yeah. Hmm. How's Faye not, like, super chivalrous, right? Oh, they're really chivalrous sometimes. Really chivalrous sometimes. Look, I'm about to do something really stupid, so if you could just... Oh, me too. No, don't, what are you going to do? Oh my god, you guys. Tears, are you I doing was gonna, anything? Like, I was going to, like, throw myself... I was going to, like, throw myself between him and Sid and kind of do, like, no, I won't let you. I was about to turn into a dragon and eat him. Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) Please don't do that. That one sounds worse somehow. Uh, Since Um, Sid can't hear any of this, he's going to charge. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I mean... Mere seconds are passing, so... Yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. 
Tears, are you trying to do something? That is... I'm... If I could ready an action so as soon as Sid goes down, I'm gonna fucking run to him and lay on hand. Oh, okay. (sighs) Well, I got a... I got a, a natural one, so... Oh, oh my god. Sidian? Sidian? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, god Darren Dunn's gonna eat this god, guy. I, I, was so, I was so close, maybe. Well, I'm about to text you all a picture of what I just rolled on the. Oh no, I don't, don't want to see it. Jesus. And, uh, it's, uh, it's not great. I'll say that. Yeah. Much. Oh my god. Yeah, I bet. This is uh, the episode where Sid dies. <laughs> yeah, it's but it's not by by his own action. It's by the the, the giant meteor that comes out of space and just crushes <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. So um, mm, okay. I go oh, into the ethereal loading. plane. It's not loading. What is it? It's ninety-two. Yeah. Okay. So you strike forward with Storm Piercer, coming at this guy's back as he charged past you. He will whip to the side and catch the hilt of Storm Piercer piercer in the like hook of his axe and with the like little circular rings he'll just like grab onto it and pull the sword out of your hand and it will go sliding across the dirt that was his reaction though so he is not going to get his knight's rebuke on you that's good but he will point his axe directly at you and say stand down noble half-elf you need not die this day. If I stand down, does Tirza die? It is the wish of the Archfey and Lord Oberon Greenvane that that crusader be expelled from these lands. Wait, but can I fight you now? <laughs> um, that's... Wow, that's a really interesting point. Um, Submit. So when we're talking... and So I'm gonna try and, like sleight of hands uh, my dagger um out oh my god yep uh and i want to try and distract him um okay i I just i just just have to say you are i'm gonna need a a deception check first great versus his insight deception Mm -hmm. make it up oh wait no don't go let's do that Ooh, natural 20. <laughs> Shit. Be Look. nice if that was my last hit, but that's fine. Uh-huh, that's uh-huh, fine. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, he is like, you start talking to him and he's keeping eye contact with you. Mm-hmm. And he's still levied the axe at you saying to surrender. So what are you saying as you're going for your knife? I'm just like, I have, I have fought some tremendous foes in my time. I have uh, fought uh, trolls and I have fought, you know, and I go through Mm-hmm. and demons and devils alike and none of them have compared to the skill and uh, like as i'm drawing the sword i'm basically like boosting sure, sure, sure. his ego yeah uh give um, me a sleight of hand check with advantage because you succeeded so well at your deception ooh. check versus his perception roll great sleight of hand is very good uh that's gonna be <laughs> 28 and yeah, you've got your hand on the knife that's like in the small of your back, and mm-hmm. uh, Darren Dunn is like hitting Cherish on the shoulder, and like he's got a big smile on his face. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Tirza has her like hand 
like clasped in front of her face, trying not to laugh, like uh, give it away. Uh, and yeah, I'd like to, if I if I can, um, I'd like to lunge in for one last strike with just my dagger. Okay, absolutely. And the knight is going to react as you do, and you feel like if you don't land this strike, an axe is coming right down at your back. Mm-hmm. That is... That is a dirty 20. That is a dirty 20. <laughs> is exactly what you needed to hit the knight. Now, please... Yes! Now, if you would please roll me damage. And okay. let us see well, if you can do more than... Nine well, points. Well, <gasps> here's the thing. It's not. Uh, it's not my. Um, it's a knife, so yeah, you still get sneak attack. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I wasn't sure if it was still my turn, or or if his turn was was telling me to stand down. His turn but... was basically listening to your like. He seemed to be actually be into like the the list of foes you had defeated. And like, uh huh. Mm -hmm. And I am merely the latest in a series of challengers who has bested you after all of this. Yes, indeed. <laughs> mm -hmm, it's indeed. also probably helpful that the dagger is probably cold iron. <laughs> I don't know about that, but um, it's a standard dagger. Uh, nothing exciting. I mean, it's more than 9, because it's 9, 10, 11, uh, 13, 16 damage. 16 damage halved is 8. Oh! God. Oh, wait, wait, sorry. I didn't add my dexterity modifier. 16 plus 4. There's 20. 20. Have this ten. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh my god. Cherish breathes. Cannot sigh believe I forgot about my dexterity marker. <laughs> Cherish breathes a sigh of relief, just knowing that she's not going to have to lunge in front of this guy and pretend she's in love with Sid. So, what does this really underhanded move look like? Um. So basically, uh, he. He like slaps he slaps the the axe head away and then rushes in, pulls out the dagger, and then like up into like the breastplate, sticks it in. Ooh. It's like I guess I had one more trick up my sleeve, and I pull it out. Yeah. <laughs> and the knight goes <clears throat> as the knife goes in and stares at you, and you can see inside the visor, and the green eyes begin to flicker and dim, and you see this like bright red skin within the visor and the knight will say well played and then slump backwards off of your knife <sighs> I drop the knife and I go pick up Stormpiercer and I say thanks for the help and I sh sheath it no problem guys I got it Tirza walks up Fuck. to Sid and punches him in the shoulder. For how much damage? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, more than five, I'm out. <laughs> I am very strong, Sid. <sighs> no, it's like a light. It's like a. It's like a not not hard enough to harm, and I'm not wearing like armor at all so right. it's probably just so like you fucking idiot oh. um and i and i would like to heal him for all of my points of lay on hands wow wow she's it. like 
You stupid, 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 stupid man. Oh my god. You are welcome. (laughs) Sid is healed by the punches. (laughs) My punches have the power of healing. Mm. No, it's like a it's like a single punch and then a grab and then a shake. <laughs> and the shake is where the healing comes in. Yeah, exactly. Hyperventilate. It's like the opposite of shaken baby syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh how much is all of your lay on hands points, by the way? Forty five, I it believe. It is yeah. No. And you spend bad. every point of lay on hands? Yep. Oh. Cool. Somewhere in above you, there is a, a, a distinct rumble of thunder. There is not an appreciable difference in your surroundings because you are under a canopy. Uh, but it is suddenly a lot darker than it was just moments ago. The, the morning sunshine is diminished abruptly. And the whole area is cast in a uh, shaded kind of pallor. The, the color palette of the shot has suddenly changed. <laughs> <sighs> and Caneus uh, will wander over to the fallen body of the knight and kind of like tap at it with one of his hooves and go, so, um, dibs on the armor? Nope. I, I like to rifle through his stuff before uh, I just need a bit of healing. Uh, thanks for keeping an eye on it, Kanaeus. I appreciate it. Let's take a look at what we get. And as you're wandering towards him, suddenly there's a <laughs> and his arm ah! begins to glow and he'll suddenly just like sit upright. That's oh. interesting. Huh. The, the enemy has joined the team. We've unlocked him. <laughs> He's suddenly going to be much more jovial and fun. Suddenly, Chrono Trigger. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But the knight will just like gasp and sit up, and having dropped dropped its uh, shield and axe, it will clutch at its belly and stare down and say, You stabbed me! (sighs) You chopped me many times, my friend. And I hold out a hand to help him up. And you'll like grab your hand and get dragged up and shaking its helmeted head. To be fair, you were blasting me with some pretty, pretty gnarly magic, something I do not have access to. You turned to. into lightning and leapt through my body. Oh, you know, that's a fair you point. You did do that. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. It's barely magic. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no spell slots were involved. No. And the knight is just kind of like shaking its armored head and say, how am I supposed to show my face in front of the court now? Zounds. Oh, it's easy. When you do, you tell legend of the person who bested you in one-on-one combat. City and Emberlite, half-elf hero, Stormhaven. You're so embarrassing to be around, Sid. Cherish is mouthing (laughs) along to Sid's (laughs) (laughs) speech. Sidion Emberlite? That's correct. Well, Sidion Emberlite, this day you have bested the far Dorig. For this, you will be known throughout the Eastwood. And Stormpierce will say, Oh my gods, don't encourage him! <laughs> this was Draws not his fight! His eyes. 
Looks like I get to learn my lesson next time. (laughs) The knight will take a step backwards and stare and say, Have thee a magic sword? Yes. Hmm. Indeed. Notice you got some magic, uh, magic equipment there as well. Very, very nice. Yes, and he will like walk over and pick up the shield, a gift from Shalm, and pick up the axe, and of course a token of the Lord of the Hunt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound good. Um. Well, what now? You're heading back. Maybe you want to. I don't know. Want some tea? We're gonna make some tea, probably. We got some. Elysian gold, is that right, Darren? At least uh, we could do. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not like we're in a hurry. Tea, yeah. But, yeah. Um. Hmm. And the knight is going to go. No, no, thank you, but I am bested. Well, you, you have the far dog's word. You have safe passage through this section of the wood. The Council of Archfey will not bother you for a night and an hour hence an hour. And then after that, it's fair game again. One hour beyond dawn of the next day, yes. Um, How many days is it we're in, like, into this travel? You're currently into the beginning of your third day. Right, so we got out of five. Yeah, yeah. we were on three out of five. So, who's next? I mean, <laughs> is someone else gonna come fight us tomorrow, or, or you know, the day after tomorrow? And the far dog will shake its head, and finally he will throw the shield over his shoulder and, like, throw an axe through a loop at his belt, and with one hand will grasp the helmet and take it off, and will shake out this long, golden, <laughs> luxurious hair that flips nice. backward and reveals this, like, very clean-shaven, just absolute square jaw of a Fabio-esque uh, Eladrin knight. Damn. They have this bright, bright red-pink skin um, and shining green eyes. They're a a golden Christmas boy. Uh, Mike, Mike, mm. stop making all of our enemies hot. Please, (laughs) everyone is hot. How many times do I have to say this? (laughs) It is what I demanded, and I did not hear the finger on the monkey's paw. And yeah, this square-jawed Adonis of an elf will tuck the helmet under one arm and say, I know not which other of the Archfey may approach thee. Can I I just ask, like, like, uh, why? And also that I mean the Fey Council no like harm at all and if they could stop doing that that would be great what is the fey council's opinion on or the uh, i don't know what they're actually called fuck oh what was it R- uh, called... what is the fey council oh sorry go, go go ahead they are known as the fey and moot fey and moot what is the fey and moot's opinion on realm scars i do not know this word uh, holes uh, from other worlds into this one, bleeding, bleeding into this valley. Hmm. Um. I I do not know. 
Unfortunately, I am but a humble fist of the Feyenmoot, a champion of their will to see it done. And I mm -hmm. heard that this befouler, this cage keeper, this uh, corrupter of the way was coming into our lands. And which, uh, which way is being corrupted? It is not my place to ask. Mm, I understand. Well, um, it is our mission to close these Rome scars and keep this valley protected. Now, that includes all inhabitants, including uh, denizens of, of the Eastwood. Perhaps when you return and tell story of my skill in combat, you can also mention what our mission is, that it is beneficial for all who live in the valley. Your skill with a blade does you credit, Sid Emberlight. And I will carry these words to the Feyenmoot. Whether or not they partake of your wisdom, this I cannot say. My opinion is not of wise counsel to them. I am but a blade, a champion. It's worth a try. Hey, I hear that, man. <laughs> It was the blood crone that decreed that this befowler would come upon the winding track, and so her word was followed. Blood crone. Blood Interesting. Crone. I'm not even going to ask what that is, because he's not going to know what that is. Um, Tirza, when you hear the name blood crone, I need you to give me an intelligence saving throw as we play oh, our favorite oh, game, good. What Did Puck Say About This Archfey? Uh, so I was actually also going to roll that for well. Oh, okay. Because mm -hmm. mentioned, he mentioned that his armor was a gift. From... Yes, the shield was a gift from Shalm. Oh, the shield, yes, sorry. Oh, but the one that I designated for that, bad. Mm. Um, intelligence save. Indeed. Um... Is a six for Sham, but a nineteen for the Blood Crone. And you remember the words of Robin Goodfellow as he spoke to you on that early morning after the council meeting at the Bulwark of Bone when he said, "The Kofith Sham who." <laughs> That's bad, because Olivia knows what the sham one is. Mm -hmm. uh. And of course there was the blood crone who, oh, she really doesn't like you. It seemed more personal than anything, though. Hmm. Great. I love it. Great. So yes, the, the far darg will say, Apologies, but my work here is done. I must away back to the Feyenmoot and report my failure. Perhaps time spent turned into a hound or a frog will teach me better lessons about judging the malicious knife-hurling skills of mortals. Listen, frogs have a lot of benefits. And the... It's true. The Fardarg will raise a gauntleted hand towards you, Sid, and say, 
Fare thee well, City and Emberlight. Safe travels. And the knight will stride back off into the woods. And Sid collapses. No, he, he got healed. Yeah, and Canaeus will come over and heal you back up to whatever is full for you. With all 69. of with nice. all of his nice. uh, <laughs> with whatever's left of his land hands. Great, so I just need nineteen more. Yeah, you can do that. Great. And Darren Dunn will actually rush over to you, said and say, "That was brilliant." <sighs> Thank you. Don't yeah. Like... <laughs> now you kept him distracted with the not with the, with the words, and then you reach back. Oh, it was classic, classic. <sighs> yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, I learned that one the hard way back in Stormhaven. I had somebody do the exact same thing to me. Uh, when I uh, picked a fight with him about five years ago, so mm. glad it worked. And uh, Arbidon will come up and just slap you really hard on the back, and you stumble forward a little bit. Um, and he'll say, <laughs> "That was a great tussle." <laughs> yeah, he almost had oh, me no. there. Oh yeah. Oh he did. no. Everyone we're traveling with is as <laughs> reckless as the rest of us. Shit. <laughs> God, we're, chat, we're, we're traveling with cheerleaders now. God damn it. <laughs> who's, who's the common sense one? Looking who's around, the common sense you can see that go. Etsuko is just shaking her head. Like, none of that there needed to happen. Why? Why? These are the oh, threadless. God. These are the people who are supposed to save us. Oh, dear. I mean, if that wasn't... I don't know if I hear that, but... Um... No, she's mostly mumbling to herself. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Whoo, man, I haven't had a good duel in like a while, guys. Like in a long time. Wow. Wow. All right. Shall we head out? <clears throat> yeah, that was dumb. Can we go? <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> I mean, great job. Excellent fighting. And Thank I appreciate you. it. And it's great. But shut up. <laughs> Don't do that for me again. So don't <laughs> duel on your behalf in the future. Yes. I, okay. I think I she would... just made that explicitly clear. <laughs> I mean, she could okay. probably say it's it very again, gallant. Just to drive it home. But don't do it. Okay. Okay. And yeah, Stormpiercer will agree, saying, It was not your fight, Sid. You okay. interposed on someone's behalf without gaining their permission first. I think I did ask Tirza. And she didn't say yes. If she said yes, it was only because she was very tired. <laughs> She's still wiping the sleepies out of her eyes. Um. <laughs> I'm pretty All sure right. I said I don't want to make these people any more mad. Can we? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> let's go. All right. Well, yeah, you uh, pack up camp. Canaeus makes everybody breakfast before you actually leave, and then Arbanon conducts the ritual to find the winding track yet again. And on your third day of travel, you eventually find the road. And yeah, you begin your third day of travel with a, an exciting beginning. <laughs> but having lost very little time, uh, as the duel was relatively quick. This is true. <clears throat> The woods are weirdly quiet as you begin moving through the day. 
There is a lack of bird song and the chittering of animals in the branches above you or the underbrush. It seems as though something has scared away anything that might have been watching you over the course of this day, even if it was something as so simple as a wild bird. Hmm. And as... So we could... So you could what? Um... Maybe go a little fa at a little faster of a clip, maybe? Yeah. Okay. Might as well take advantage of this time. All right. If that's the case, sure. you begin uh, hustling along at a faster clip. That means I need everybody to roll me perception checks at disadvantage. Okay. As you're focusing on moving and not observing your surroundings. Elliot, goddammit, I just rolled a natural 20 as my high. Fuck. <laughs> 20 for Sid. Uh, 12 for Cherish. Yeah, 12 for Tirza as well. Oh, 11 for Grawl. Grawl, uh, not nice. She's thinking about that damn onion. <laughs> well, <laughs> eating a vegetable again. Happy day then, Reed, because you get to roll the d12 on the oh, random encounters right. table. Right. <laughs> yep. right. They're coming back. Oh. They're gonna hunt us. Guess and they're gonna better. eat us. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna crunch. Uh, it is an 11. An 11. Interesting. Oh yeah, I need to talk. As you are moving over the course of the day again, is it weirdly quiet? The only sounds are the shuffle of your feet and armor as they're clinking along the road. Uh, the, the puff of hoofs as Carrie is marching along with you all. The clomp of giant steel feet as Hank Montgomery is moving at a, a bit of a quicker clip. <laughs> Sid. Yes. You are the first one to see the log across the road ahead of you. Not a log. About okay. A, about a hundred feet, it presence. looks as though something has uh, bisected the road. I stop everybody. Um, Arbidon in the lead is coming, pulls everyone to a halt. Could be an ambush. It could also be a log. Yeah. <laughs> Hank could probably move it. Okay. Let's have Hank move it. Yeah, Hank. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to pull his weight somehow. It's true. I think he might weigh more than the log. <laughs> That's yeah, that's not that's very that's possible. Grawl, <laughs> it's an expression. No, I get the expression. I'm making what's called a joke. Joke. <laughs> oh, laugh. Oh. It's it just, hard, Grawl. It, it's so hard to tell with you. It's so hard. You know, you're, I, you're so deadpan, boy. What does deadpan mean? I'm alive. What are you saying? <laughs> I'm not undead. That's that's yeah. Grawl. That's deadpan. What Cherish just did. <laughs> I don't um, care. Okay, do I have to make a strength check for Hank? A so, Hank check, if you will. You Hank. all stopped along the road about, I don't know, 75 feet away from this impediment. Uh, do you want to go up with Hank Montgomery or just send it forward to move the log? I, say I we think just we send, send it Hank. forward. Yeah. 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 Okay. Like uh, one of those bomb defusal robots. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, you send the large automaton forward, 
And yeah, I'm going to need some kind of athletics check to move the log. Uh, okay, I was seeing if there was a different bonus to his uh, athletics, but just a straight strength. Yeah, I do not believe he has any actual skills. No. Um, except being a good boy. Well, sure. Um. Oh my god, what am I doing? Oh, there it is. Uh, he, that's a 19. 19, okay. Uh, Hank will come up and begin to try to... Oh, what, are you, what are you specifically ordering him to do? I am ordering Link... Link? What? I'm ordering yeah! Link... Yeah! Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I am ordering Hank to pick up the log and set it down like... 90 at a 90 degree angle from what it is on the side of the road okay so you see hank come over dig its hands in beneath this log and lift and what you all see is that when hank lifts uh because the log extends to either side of the road it's not just like contained in the road you see that it doesn't just lift up perfectly horizontal it, like, droops to either side when Hank lifts. What? And suddenly there is a horrible thrashing from the log. Oh, it's like a limb. Oh, drop it. And it begins to wrap and wind. And the largest snake you have... Oh, the second largest snake you have ever seen... Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it yeah. explodes Under out of the yeah. underbrush. Tech Technically, this is the third largest snake that Grawl has seen. Yes. Because he's seen the storm snake. <laughs> well, you don't know what you saw in the storm, to be fair. Um, it was a massive slinky. It was a serpentine something. But yes, this uh, titan boa, if you will, will explode from the trees and... Mike, stop using shit I've got planned for my one-shot. I'm not going to change shit. To engulf the long-forgotten Hank Montgomery. Okay, you guys, I got this. My boy. I'm, I'm good with snakes. <laughs> that is a 30 against hmm. his AC? Yep. Yeah. Cool. So, hey, that could have been I'm us. I have to set this snake on fire. <laughs> could have been us, guys. Yeah, yeah, it could have. <laughs> That is a 25 bludgeoning damage to Hank Montgomery. Uh, okay. I... I'm banning my boy. 25, you said? Mm-hmm. And okay. it is grappled. Okay. I have conditions somewhere over here. Basically, it just means its movement is reduced to zero. Okay. And I need everybody to roll initiative. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Okay, you just new dice. Uh, we're getting Tears's bonus. Yes. Yes. That's gonna that be what two? <laughs> no, it's four. It's four. my proficiency. Four. Oh, okay, four. Okay. Yeah. That's. Yep. Okay. So twenty-five to twenty. Um, Sid with 25. Ooh, very nice. Sid. 15 to 20? 17. 17 for Cherish? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I got a roll for Hank. My bad. Yes. 
Atsuko. Uh, 10 to 15. Uh, 13 for Grawl. Me too. Mm. 12 Ooh. for the long forgotten Hank Montgomery. Okay. I believe Grawl is first in that tying pair. I know this has happened before. What is your dex, Reed? Reed, what is your dexterity? Sorry. Shit froze. Internet's mm. being bad. Uh, mm. uh, my initiative's plus one, so. But what's your dex score? Oh, dex? Uh, how about you? Uh, 12. Dex oh, so is mine. Okay. Well, how do we do oh, this? Yeah. Between the two of you, decide uh, who wants to go first. Whoever wants to go first. Yeah. I go first. Grawl's first. Girl said that, that was very... Very democratic. Age before beauty. <laughs> Grawl has both, so he goes twice. <laughs> okay. Uh... Sorry, I love it. Okay, so Sid, you're up first, about 75 feet away from this. Yeah. Um... I'm I'm going to oh actually as a uh bonus action I would like to uh dash so I can get up there. Mm-hmm. Um and then as my action I would like to stay up. Uh so with a dash what's your movement speed? For uh 30 feet. 30 feet so you can get 60 oh, feet so you're 15 okay. feet away. Okay. Well, I'm 15 feet away. That's fine. And then as an action I say hey snake you think you're cool because you're giant? Well, you ain't shit. Um, and I'd like to use... Um, oh, also have at thee. How is that for piercer? Um, and yes. I would... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I'm gonna... Uh, panache. Um, so it needs to make... So I, I roll persuasion and it needs to roll a insight check. Okay. It's a snake. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, surprisingly insightful snake. Oh, okay, that's gonna be good. The wisest uh, snake we've so ever known. Uh, persuasion is pretty good, though. Um, so that would be does a fourteen do it? No, it rolled an eighteen. No. Okay, it it just it just rolls off the insult. Nothing to- like a snake off a duck's back. This Actually, this snake is blessed by Shamar on the wise. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, that's me. I cannot fight it. (laughs) Cherish, we're over to you. Okay. Um, I am going to spend... No, I'm going to cast Magic Missile at it, uh, because I don't want to risk hurting Hank with any of my elemental stuff. Okay. So I'm going to cast Magic Missile as, let's say, a third level. I like that. I do, too. Where's the Magic Missile? So it's a third level spell. That means you're rolling 5d4? Yes. I believe so. Three... All right, six, nine, ten, 
15 force damage. 15 force damage. It peppers against its scales and has... I mean, it's clearly done damage, but against the bulk of this snake, it doesn't seem like it does much. Right. Because, again, this snake is enormous. It's, Big old snake. It, its head is about the size of Hank Montgomery. As it's, like, it's rearing up and up. crushing the automaton, its head is, like, crashing through tree branches and, like, causing the canopy above you to shatter and reveal more and more beams of sunlight coming down into the trees. Hey, guys, I gotta take a long rest real quick. <laughs> uh, that brings us to Etsuko, who is going to rush forward, and then she will turn invisible. And that nice is her turn. Girl. Fuck yeah. Yeah, good girl. Then that brings us to Grawl, with Tears okay. on deck. Um, so how far away is this? 75 goal? feet. 75 feet. Okay. Fuck. Um, I can't curse it because it's too far away. Um, I can't get within proper distance to do this. Um, so I'm going to have to Eldritch Blast. I'm going to move my 30 feet and then I'm going to uh, throw an Eldritch Blast at this fool. Okay. Please do. Let's see if I can hit this fool. So beam one. Come on. Back on the table, please. Uh, beam one is in that one. Oh, no. Very good. Very good. A botch. A botch. I, uh -huh. I do like botches. Uh -huh. It's a 5%, uh -huh. so it's it's just a, a real bad miss. Okay. I didn't like that tree slightly to the left of it. Mm, yeah, that, that tree explodes. Yep. Okay. <laughs> but that is a, um, uh, 18, uh, 25 to hit. 25 is a hit. Cool. Awesome. And then it is going to be... Uh, that is eight damage. Eight damage. All right. Okay, that brings us to unless uh, Grawl, you had anything else you wanted to do? Um, nothing I can do that is going to benefit me greatly at the moment. Okay. So, yep. The that brings us to Tirza. Uh, you are currently on carry as you are riding down the road, so you have access to her movement speed on top of your own. Oh. Yep. That's nice. uh, on top of my own? So like, oh, I would have to dismount yeah, from her basically. if I used my own. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't even need to do that. I'm just gonna move. Let's say I'm just gonna move her regular or my regular thirty feet. Um on her back and then what's the only thing I can do y'all I'm gonna use storm strike mm -hmm. okay and that is gonna use my Zedahawk dice cool that is a dirty 20 dirty 20 is going to hit cool it is a yeah. big snake um all right. Let's see. That is night. Oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Nineteen. No, yeah, nineteen lightning damage and um three 
piercing. And I would love to use divine smite on that as well. Please. You cannot. We've been over this. Uh, you can't divine oh, smite. Oh, it's only on... on a melee. Yep. 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 Correct. You're right. I know. Um... <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Mike. Mike. I'm gonna keep trying. I know, and I appreciate and someday that. You're... I really do. One day I'll slip. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, my dual wielding thing lasts ten minutes. I'm just gonna say that now. <laughs> Actually, oh, it's, it's better I... than that. Looking up what I have written here for Storm Echo, it lasts until either a you fall unconscious or you drop your sword. Or B, you run out of charges. So, right. other than that, it is indefinite. Oh. Oh. oh okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, there and, you go. And I'm I'm so sorry, Mike. That was actually five uh, piercing damage. Okay. That makes a minimal difference in the snake's hit points. Ooh, actually. Yeah, well. Lisbon, you know, what? you know what? I am very wrong because at the beginning of the sentence that I've written here, it says, as a bonus <laughs> action, you create a twin of this item in your offhand. It lasts for one minute. So, yeah. There you go. One minute. Okay. Um, yeah, I actually bothered writing down all the rules for everybody's uh, forge-bound item abilities so that I have them like, written as rules text. That's good. I should, yeah. I should write that. I, I will send you a copy of these <laughs> Thank things. Thank you. <laughs> I'll just add it onto my character sheet. Um, okay. That is all of Tirza. That will bring us to Hank. All right. Hank, Hank. 10 HP. Yes, it does. And I'm going to have him make a strength uh, check to get out of this grapple. <laughs> Please try to quit. Oh, I, I didn't know people were going to join in. Hank, Hank, he's our bot. Oh, no. If he can't do it, we cannot. <laughs> he can't, if good. he can't do it, be gone, bot. Um, <laughs> that's only a seven. Seven, no. Uh, cannot. Despite his robotic might, he cannot escape the huge coils of this enormous snake. Uh, that will yeah. bring us to Snake. Um, big Snake. Snake. Big snake. Big snake is going to continue to crush. Um, it now has advantage on this crush because it is already being crushed. That is a 23 to hit. Yes. Yeah, so much crush. That is oh, a lot of crush. 26 plus 8 is 34 points of constriction damage. Ow. 34 crush. Where did my pencil go? I just had it. And then okay. for its second attack, the Titan no! Boa will go in for its engulfing bite and attempt to swallow the large robot. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Mm. That is a 26 to hit. Yeah. All right. So I need the long forgotten Hank Montgomery to make a dexterity saving throw. He's real good at those, right? Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, please be a nat 20. <laughs> also, he took 25 okay. piercing damage due to this 25 bite. piercing damage? Yes. Okay. 70 hit points? Boy! Okay. Uh, that's a three. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Hank disappears down this thing's Ooh. gullet. Cherish screams in agony and grief. 
more more emotion than she's shown any of us on this time. How many of you died? I feel like I'm the only one who's ever come that close to dying. Uh, I think I'm I not sure. I just assume all hypothetically. Right. Uh, so yeah, it be the snake begins to unwind and focus on all of the morsels coming down the road at it, uh, and. That is the end of its turn, though. That brings us to Arbadon, uh, who is going to let out a cry, and let's see, it is 75 feet to this thing. He can move... Oh yeah, he can absolutely do this. He is going to do a goring charge at uh, this creature, and let's see if he actually manages to hit. Yeah, go. Uh, as a bonus action, before he does this, he will rage, because reasons. Um, because reasons. This is a barbarian. He's a barbarian. He does. Does he need things. reason? He doesn't really need reason. But he deals. Oh no, double ones. Oh, poor oh. Arbadon. Oh, Arbadon. Uh but he will still let's see, two, six, seven, eight, nine piercing damage as he just runs straight into this thing. Uh -huh. It needs to make a strength saving throw. And it does. Okay, so it's not knocked prone, even though that's impossible because it's a snake, and I'm just realizing <laughs> that now as I'm rolling. <laughs> Technically, uh, a snake is prone all the time. <laughs> Do I always get advantage? No. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, and that is Arbadon's turn. Um, yeah, and as Arbadon raged, you saw the, the, the spiraling runes on his horns burst to light. Um, yeah. That will bring us to Canaeus, who will slide an arrow into his uh, longbow and let loose. This is an easy shot, and he will make it with a plum. That is the turn, and you see something strange. You see Canaeus throw some divine smites into his arrow shots. Because Canaeus Ooh, how to can do, that. do this <laughs> because of his custom his custom paladin oath. Yeah. Tirza, in the midst of battle, grabs him by his lapels. <laughs> Teach me how to. <laughs> I will learn to party, I swear! <laughs> Show her I will take. <laughs> Show her on the who. <laughs> Ozzy Zahaka doesn't like me, I need a new god. <laughs> that will bring us to. Back up. Mm, let me see. Uh, everybody give me a perception check. Oh, sure, sure. Oh, no. Actually, I'm pretty oh, sure, Sid, you're too far away to notice this. Tears would be too far away to notice this, so just really just be Cherish and Grawl. I got 14. Like, um, I rolled so good. I'm sorry. <laughs> about 11. You, did you, well. you did say you charged forward. Um, so, uh, Cherish, you got a 14? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, you notice from the back of the party, Darren Dunn is... Uh, going to throw up his hands and you see these draconic runes begin flashing around his head uh, and then he will double over in what looks like a, a convulsion of pain and begin retching on the ground so helpful he's trying he's either turning into a dragon or having a, a re uh, not a relapse um, like a withdrawal symptoms okay mm -hmm. Oh, brings back on top of Sid. Okay, uh, so I moved sixty 
feet. You said it was 75 feet away. It is now um, 15 so feet away from you. It's now 15 feet away. Okay. I'd like to close in that distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd like to stab. Please do. Uh, okay. Hey, let's go with this one. Does a 15 hit? A 15 does hit. It is a humongous snake. Wow. Okay, great. Um, I'm not flanking, but I do have somebody nearby. There so is it's not technically an ally within it. So within it, yeah. Yeah. I'd like I'd like to stab on the other side of Hank Montgomery, so I'm flanking its liver. No. Um <laughs> It'd be its esophagus at this point. Uh, no, it's fine. I can just do standard damage. Mm. Um, Cherish, you are on deck, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's going to be... Am I adding Storm Piercer bonus, John? Yes, absolutely. Uh, okay, so that's going to be uh, 12 damage. Uh, and then I would like to use the remainder of my 15-foot movement to go behind a tree and then use my bonus action to hide. <laughs> okay. Please roll me a stealth check. Okay. Ooh, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20. Okay. You think you're pretty hidden. You're not even sure if the snake even noticed you. <laughs> <laughs> I did like 12 damage. <laughs> uh, that'll bring us to Cherish. Okay. I am going to cast, uh, okay, as a bonus action, I am going to spend uh, five charges of my um, uh, advantage on Arcana thing that I have, five of my charges, mm-hmm. to get some damage type mm, changing up in here. Okay. And I'm going to cast Scorching Ray, but instead of fire, it's going to be acid. Oh, fun. I'm going to melt this fucking snake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please roll me some Scorching Ray Bolts. I believe okay. there are three if you're casting this at second level. Yes. So I need three spell attacks on this snake. Actually, I'm going to cast it at third level. Oh, very good. So four. Four attack rolls then. All right. You, uh, yeah. All right, so that's 13. 13 is not a hit. Okay. That's definitely not a hit, because I rolled lower. That's a botch. Botch? I'm just, so I'm, I'm so upset that I just, I'm like hurling things through tears. I can't see anything. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay. And the final one. The the third one goes straight down its mouth. No. Oh no. It's going to be the long dissolved Hank. Yeah. <laughs> I, I dissolved my boy. Hank takes an extra seven damage, by the way. Okay. You do this. I did this. <laughs> Uh, the last one, I rolled a 16, so the total is 23. That'll hit. Okay. One out of four ain't bad. Yeah, that's actually horrible, is what it is. 
So that's 2d6. Yes. Uh, so six acid damage. All right. It is slightly scorched. A slightly scorched snake. That will bring us to Etsuko, who is going to keep moving. And then, let's see, she will be in range after that. So she will suddenly become visible and try to cast a spell on this snake. Must make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Oh, and it rolled a two. Cool. All right. So I need the long forgotten Hank Montgomery to give me a strength saving throw. Okay. As Etsuko casts Reduce on this giant snake. Oh! Oh, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> this is either going to be real good or real bad. <laughs> 21. Okay. So, a metal fist punches through <laughs> the lining on the side of this snake as it begins to grow smaller and smaller, not yeah. able to accommodate the size of... I mean, it's still a huge fucking snake, but yeah. the reduce makes it from a gargantuan creature to a huge creature, which cannot swallow uh, a large creature, which is the next size category down. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Hank Montgomery is not out of the snake, but is, like, wrestling its way out. So you can see, like, an iron fist has punched through the side. Uh, nice. Roll me yeah. some slam damage. Slamage? Uh, so the normal <laughs> the normal damage from the shield guardian is two d six. So roll me that. Yes. Come on, slam. Two d six plus four. I just yes. I just want to check here. The arms that are punching out of this snake are they punching out directly to the side? So now the snake looks like it has arms. <laughs> it is but one arm that has come out. Okay. I is that arm in a thumbs up gesture? <laughs> Possibly. Yes. Yeah. Are we doing a reverse Terminator too? Yeah, it's just yes. that's it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> just so it's very T two. I am rolling two D six plus. Please four. do that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. Who, uh, that who gave is... us a podcast? <laughs> we Me, did. We gave it to ourselves yeah. because we're yeah. assholes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is eleven damage. Eleven. Very nice. Okay, that is going to bring us to Grawl with tears on deck. Okay, um, I am yeah, now 35 feet away from him. Yes, and Etsuko appeared just behind you, by the way. Just behind me, okay. Yeah. Um, I am going to um, use my um, my Hexblade's Curse on this fool Very good. Uh, as my bonus action, and then I am going to close in the rest of the distance to him and then swing away uh, with my greatsword. Please do. Okay, so the first one is a what is a twenty-five to hit. Twenty-five will hit. Okay. Um, that is four plus nine, so thirteen damage for attack one. Thirteen damage for attack one. And then the second attack is probably not going to hit with a twelve. It does not hit, no. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Uh, is that your whole turn? And, yep, <sighs> I've used my bonus action and my action, and I move. Yep. Okay, Ooh. that brings us to Tirza. Cool. Um, 
Sid and Grawl are like right up on it, correct? Basically, yeah. We're in hugging distance, yes. <laughs> I, I I ran 15 feet away from it. Oh, that's right. Behind. Sid is hiding behind a tree. Oh, Sid is, yeah. <laughs> Where is are Sid? You... God damn it, Sid. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Okay. That affects what I was going to do. Not really. Just kidding. Um, I'm going to uh-huh. move 25 feet still on care. So I'm now 20, 20 feet away. Mm-hmm. And I just got access to the player's handbook. And there are fun new paladin spells that I didn't know about until just now. So I'm going to cast... Uh, How have you been playing this whole time without a player's handbook? Online resources. Okay. Mm. Enough said. Got it. Oh. Yeah. Now, Tirza actually can play. <laughs> <laughs> so... Then now we are assuming that you have reallocated your spells at the beginning of the day to have access oh, to these fancy new spells. Uh, yeah. I mean, I got I got the players. Oh, I got the players' handbook a few days ago, and I have my prepared spells are are those because I didn't prepare because right. I had just woke. Got it. Yeah. Okay. If the, if that's acceptable that is, to you, that if is not, I can. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You haven't really cool. done anything else today, so yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Good, because I really want to use Crusader's Mantle. Um, so any creature, every non-hostile creature in the area, in a 30-foot range, now deals an extra 1d4 radiant damage for one. So Grawl and Sid, if you come back in range, and Etsuko, presumably. Okay. Um, also Carrie and Neat. Right. And then yeah. I would like to also cast Divine Favor on myself as a bonus action. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let me check Divine Favor real quick. Oh, that actually might be a concentration spell. It is a concentration spell, so it's one or the other. Bummer. Uh, I'm going to do Crusader's Mantle. Okay, so Crusader's Mantle is online. Um, let me cool. double check Crusader's Mantle real quick. Um... I'm in. <laughs> so Crusader's Mantle includes you, by the way. I know. Okay, cool. I was just going to do double. You wanted to double it up. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Um, okay. Smites uh, on smites on smite. This is true. <laughs> so that is your turn? Um. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That will bring us to Hank, who is inside the snake. He gets 10 hit points back. <laughs> And he makes two fist attacks. Uh, so, while inside the snake, <clears throat> Hank is... Let's see. Solid creature is blinded and restrained. Has total cover against attacks, unless somebody rolls a botch on their attack rolls. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, other stuff will happen on the snake's turn, but for now it is blinded and restrained. So I, I believe restrained uh, reduces the types of actions he can take. Creature is unable to move. Attacks against it have advantage, and the creature's attacks have disadvantage, as well as disadvantage on deck saves. All right. So all of Hank's attacks um, have disadvantage then. And also, blind, does blinded affect constructs? Because uh, it has blindsight. Oh. Right. So no, it wouldn't. Uh, but okay. it still has disadvantage on these attacks regardless. Because okay. of the restrained thing. Because I believe all blinded does is give him 
disadvantage on attacks as well. Yeah, it also auto-fails ability checks that require sight, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay, so I will make the f I'm making the first fist attack at disadvantage. Mm -hmm. Um, but that is still a twenty-one. Twenty-one will yeah, hit. Twenty-one. Yeah, you punch it from the inside. Just full robot one-inch punch. Yeah. <laughs> we got a man uh, on the inside. That is. Yeah, 12 uh, bludgeoning damage. Very nice. Next fist attack. Oh, one of those was a crit. Uh, and the other one is not going to hit, because I roll a 2. No. Okay, so 12 damage total. Still not bad, but not enough to make him yak up the long forgotten Hank Montgomery. Yeah. Unfortunate. So... Uh, can't move, so that brings us to the snake. At the beginning of the snake's turn, any swallowed creature is going to have to take a bit of acid damage. That's a lot. Uh, that is 12, 14, 15, 18 acid damage. 18, okay. As Hank is starting to be digested. No! You're not going to get any nutritional value from him. Just spit him up. So, let's see. Who is right next to the snake? I think it's just Grawl. Fuck. And Arbidon? <laughs> is Arbidon right next to the snake? Uh, yeah, Arbidon's right there, too. That is true. Okay. Uh, so, I think... Get the beefy boy. Get the beefy boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literal beefy, literal boy. beefy boy. It's still a big snake. It can do both. Um, because yeah, <laughs> this guy has multi attack. Don't worry about it. There's enough for everybody. Oh, I, Mike, Mike, I know, I know. So, uh, Grawl for the constrict that is a twenty four to hit. Yeah, cool. That is going to be sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty eight, uh, bludgeoning damage as this thing wraps Holy you in its shit. coil. Why? <laughs> and then it is going to like wrap around you, and then its head's going to snap down and just try to absolutely demolish Arbidon. And that is a okay. 29 to hit Arbidon. Oh yeah, his AC is not that high. He is not wearing anything. Um yeah. I mean barbarian. Pants, that, that barbarian life. Nope. He's free swinging. <laughs> he is look. He's one with nature. <laughs> He's got a great axe in his hands and a great club between the knees. Anyway. <laughs> it's a 17 plus 8 is 25 for Arby. Um, Arby, we have the meat. Now, is that half because he's beef. raging? That is half well, where's because the he's beef? raging. He's right there. He's right there. <laughs> <laughs> and he has to make a dexterity saving throw to avoid getting swallowed. Right. Mm. Ooh, that's very good, though. That is a 26. He just, like, gets bit and then, like, pushes himself out of the thing's mouth and says, No, 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 no. <laughs> Buy me a drink first. <laughs> Not on the first date. 
<laughs> we all, Arvidon, we all know that's not true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> You're no, right. We were at the bar. <laughs> we all know that that's a lie. You're into four. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he'll say, <laughs> you're right. As he comes in with his great axe, though, he'll say, but I'm more of a top! And he'll come down with the great axe. <laughs> I love so much. My favorite bear. Who, who's the best rift keeper? We just don't know. It's, so, it's hard to tell. Uh, and that is a, let's see, 16 plus 7 is a 24 to hit. Yeah, that'll absolutely hit. And he's gonna deal that much Ooh, that's some good rage damage uh that's gonna be 21 for a single great axe hit and then Oof. as a bonus action he will do a second one and that is a 20 which is still a hit cool come on that's a bonus action interesting uh yeah that's something barbarians can do with uh depending on their subclass yeah I was just, I'm trying to figure out what subclass he is. He's just a plain old berserker. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. okay. Cool. He's got some other stuff going on, but for the most part, he's just a berserker. Okay, cool. Um, And that is another 11. So that is 31 total. So this thing needs to make a constitution saving throw or yak up what it's swallowed. That's a six. Yeah, Hank Montgomery is out on the ground. Freedom. <laughs> It just slides out. Yeah, and there's a big leaking hole in the side of this snake, and it's not having a good day. Uh, but that will bring us to Canaeus, who is now going to... Yeah, second verse, same as the first. Just whip an arrow at this guy. That's going to hit, because it's not hard to hit this guy. I, I, I managed to mess that yeah, up. Yeah, I managed oh. to not hit it three times. Yeah, well, Canaeus is just better than all of you. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. He's so much better than all of us. <laughs> 14 plus 6 is 20 with his another radiant burst from his bow. Nice. That will bring us to Darren Dunn. Let's see if he can get his shit together. <laughs> no, no, he cannot. Oh, buddy. Um, no one's really around to notice this because you've all sort of like scattered and moved around at this point. Um, but he is curled up on his side in the middle of the road behind everybody. Uh -huh. uh, that is going to bring us to Sid at the top. Okay. Um, how close am I to the gaping hole that Hank Montgomery punched through? Like 20 feet away? 20 feet away. Can I, 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 I feel like that would be a good spot to just jump up and stab at. So, um, sure. I think that'll, that'll so you're going to have to leap kind of like into its coils a little bit, sort of where Grawl is being slowly crushed. True. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Okay. It's hugs are very strong. Um, <laughs> Is leaping up, would that be a check of any kind? Um, now nah, you got fancy enough feet, I believe in you. I do have a, <laughs> I do have an ability called fancy footwork. I know so, you do. Um, cool. So I'd like to stab its gaping wound. Uh, you are going for that. You would definitely be flanking with Arbidon at this point. I would be what? Sorry. Flanking uh, with Arbidon. So you have your sneak attack. Yeah. Yeah, Arbidon. We're going to get this shit. Yeah, yeah. You, you also 
Not that this is going to be incredibly points, but you have plus four radiant damage. That's or good. plus one D4 radiant damage. I got a natural 20! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Guys, so. that's a lot. That's a lot of damage. <laughs> that's a lot. So how many D6 are you dealing? Oh, uh, five. Five. Okay. So that is 30. Plus the D8 is 38. Plus the D4 is 42. Plus your dex mod is 4. So 46. Plus Mm -hmm. your charisma bonus is what? Plus 3? Plus 3. Okay. Plus Stormpiercer. No, that is the charisma. Oh, that's the charisma. So 49 is your baseline. Now, would it include the 4... The the 4... Yes, uh, I already included engine? that. Oh, you already did that. He already Great. included that, yeah. yeah. Okay, so what was that, 49 you said? Yes. Okay. Holy shit. That's <laughs> yeah, not that great, but... <laughs> eight, ten. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 14, Look, it's all well and good when you are all the ones that are critting and not your enemies. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to be tw- uh, extra 22 on top of the uh, 50 or 49. Yeah. So, uh, 51-71 damage. Woo, doggy! Oh, yes. So good. And then I'd like to use the remainder of my How does this thing die? Oh. You did it. 70. I don't know how much damage. When do I get a play, Westman? <laughs> um, I'm imagining, so Reed is grappled, is wrapped up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just imagining, like, like Sid just bursts out, of, like he, like, dives in <laughs> to, and then just bursts out and, and Grawl just goes, like, I don't know, flying. I don't know. So uh, Sid swan dives, sword first, into this thing's gaping wound. <laughs> uh-huh. And then there is that anime moment when the like the light streak swirls around the outside of a thing just before <laughs> yeah. it explodes from the inside out. <laughs> Ta-da! The camera the camera cuts to its face and pupils like dilate really quick and then uh-huh. it just explodes. <laughs> It just do, looks do down at its gate. Oh! Do we all have to make a dexterity saving throw or get hit with snake bits? Oh, everyone's getting Bissera. hit with snake bits. That's, yeah. that's not a question. Everybody's getting something. And, and Grawl's at ground zero of this. Uh, I mean, Sid is also just covered in... Completely s- covered. Yeah, head yeah. to toe in yeah. snake icor. <laughs> As the, uh-huh. a vat of beef stroganoff explodes across this forested area. Groovy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the two halves of the snake go flopping wildly, and uh, Arbidon, Etsuko, and anyone else who was even nearby has to make quick footwork to get out of the way of this thing's death throes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you all manage to skirt aside as you are... Uh, clearing this thing's corpse. Uh, Grawl, you are, of course, released from its grip. I'm not happy about it. And Sid is still in mid-pose. He's, like, in an action pose, like, um, and he has not moved yet. And then he flicks his sword 
and it, there's still blood on it. There's blood everywhere, but you know, it's, it looks cool. <laughs> All right. Good fight, everyone. Whew. Please step up one at a time to be prestidigitated so that you're not covered in snake bits. <laughs> <laughs> I bonus action dash to be first in line. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> Thank you. Crawl is like so mad in the <laughs> Look, not I'm every fight can be out of everything. cutting an angel in half. I know that. I just didn't I I had a plan, it just takes several rounds. <laughs> I thought we'd get there with this giant snake. And God then, damn it. And then yeah. the and then the rogue crits and everything goes off the rails. Fuck. <laughs> Hey man, all of us have had our like epic attack moment. Oh, for no, I, sure. No, I just had some. I don't even need to crit to do this next thing that I was about to do, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, but as you're all cleaning yourselves up, you turn and look back and you see Darren Dunn is just like in a rictus ball on the ground. Oh, oh. oh shit. Uh, hey, what's, what's going on? And you can see that his eyes are like clenched super, super tight. His teeth are grinding against each other. And he is just like trying so hard to unclench himself. But every muscle in his body is tight all at the same time. And he's trying to say something, but all you're hearing is like low whistling sounds escaping from between his teeth. Uh, and he tears are used all your land hands. Canaeus, can you heal him? Um, I mean, I can. And Canaeus will walk over and, like, lay a hand down, and he'll say, I, I don't got much left. <sighs> but I'll give him what I got. Okay. And he'll glance over at you, Grawl, and say, sorry. Because Grawl definitely looks like the worst out of all of you. Yeah. I mean, I, I have cure wounds. I That's true. And we have potions. And... Canaeus will throw some healing magic into your dragon companion, and it he definitely unclenches and, like, just flops to the ground and lets out a long gasp. Whew. He looks better? He looks relatively better. Relatively, yeah. Can he talk? Uh... He's his eyes are fluttering slowly open and he's like looking around his eyes are rolling and he'll just start patting himself down as though in like a mild panic and he'll come back and eventually his hand still kind of like in a claw that hasn't quite yet uncurled he'll come out with the onyx donkey figurine and he'll throw it on the ground and suddenly there's a donkey standing next to him with its saddlebags and he'll begin like slowly trying to pull himself towards one of the saddlebags. Oh, no, 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 no. He needs to ride. He can't walk like this. I thought he was going for a wineskin. He's absolutely going for a wineskin. Oh, no. That's no, that's no good. Olivia, bad at insight. And you stop him from going into the saddlebags? Yeah. And he'll, like, blearily look around and finally his eyes will settle on you, Cherish, and say, I, I didn't, I need, I need, I need. You don't? And he'll just, like, look at you very, very desperately. 
Please, I need it. One sip. And he'll nod. And he'll throw open the the saddlebag and go in and you see him just like pull a wineskin out and pull the cork out with his teeth and then just tip it straight back. And just Yeah, I'll squeeze. give him like I'll give him like two beats and then I'm I'm wrangled out of his hands. And he has got an iron grip on this thing, so give me Tears a up. Strength check. Yep, I got it. I'll I'll help. <laughs> or maybe I'll assist Tirza so that she can get advantage. Since... <laughs> hey, I just rolled a twenty-four. You no, over... wait. I'm so sorry. I'm bad at things. I rolled a twenty-five. Twenty-five is still very good. Um, <laughs> yeah, you wrestle this uh, wine skin out of a dragon's hand. Um, well, shit. <laughs> and he like is clearly he didn't finish it but he got through a shocking amount of it in just a few seconds mm -hmm. um, as you rip it away from him more wine spills out onto the road which even as you're looking now after the fight has sort of settled down the road is now like three feet to the left of where it was when the fight started mm -hmm. and he's just like makes a grasping motion for the wine skin as you pull it away from him it's like uh, no, I need that. I, I need it. We're going to water the rest of it down first. It's... It was dangerous for you to cut yourself off that quickly. I will admit that. But you can't just you have to let us help you. Give me a persuasion check. Guess who <laughs> has plus ten to this? <laughs> Dragon. And that's a nat 20 anyway. Oh! Spicy. So behind the you, power of guilt. <laughs> holding the wineskin, you're just staring him down. And the rest of you see as Cherish is, like, standing over the still semi-collapsed form of Darren Dunn. You see the golden flecks of the, the freckles that are almost usually invisible for the most part. Like, they show up in the light, um, but they're gleaming with a light all their own as she stands over him imperiously. And there's just this sense that Cherish is suddenly so much bigger than this man on the ground who's scrambling towards the wineskin. And even Arbadon like takes a step back away from Cherish as the her presence just envelops this area. And Darren Dunn will say Uh yeah, yeah, of, of course. Sorry. You're going through a lot. I understand that. Now, come on, and I'll help him up. And he'll unsteadily get up. And Grawl 
you've seen this happen before. Okay. This is almost exactly what happened in the bar when those cultists attacked after you woke up from the dreamlands. At the time, you'd put it off to possibly the drinking. Now, you're not so sure. Hmm. Right. <sighs> okay. And as you help Darren Dunn up onto his donkey and everyone around you has unsettled looks on their faces as they look at the the trembling form of the man who is supposed to teleport you into Fair Ames here. I think it is there that we are going to take our break. And when we come back, you will continue your journey towards that city. Greetings, my friends. I am Omatep Duskwalker, owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM, here today to talk about an item that will give you a little bit of oomph in all of your future negotiations. This is the Dagger of Persuasion. I hope you heard the air quotes around that last bit. This cruel curved knife has veins of red mithril running down the blade. Oof, red mithril. Do you know where they get that? It's this really ni Well, actually, no. You don't want to know. Technically, this weapon counts as a plus one dagger. And, while you are attuned and holding this item unsheathed, you have advantage on all intimidation checks. That's why it's the dagger of persuasion, and not the dagger of persuasion, which is a much nicer dagger. But it is not on sale! For a limited time only, you can get the Dagger of Persuasion for the low, low price of 750 gold. Eh? Come on, you can stab people with both your words and the dagger! Anybody? Okay, well, let's get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they had fucked up a really big snake. Yes. Oh, and also, yes. Sid won a duel All against some knight. Yeah. And he won a duel against the fucking snake, too. God, I'm just so good. <laughs> it's been a good God day for it. Sid. You <laughs> globally mute someone. <laughs> Call a sword through their chest. Yeah, oh, that's a good way to do work. it. Look, not all knowledge is in books. <laughs> it's, in his, it's in his mind book. His chest book. Yep. I'll read the intestines. Good old-fashioned torso tome. Um, mm -hmm. So, yes. That's what Talila has, right? Pretty sure. A little bit, yeah. The rest of your day of travel here on the 10th of So, because uh, this happened sometime in the early afternoon when you fought the, the giant boa. Mm. And as you're keep continuing to hoof it down the track, there are constant looks and glances back towards the rear of the pack where Darren Dunn is kind of drifting back and forth, still pretty out of it, but riding his donkey. Oh, oh. I, I actually was going to say, I think Tirza is <sighs> keeping pace, but trying not to be obtrusive about it. Okay. I think she just, like, will ride Carrie a little bit ahead, then behind, and just, like, making sure he's not going to fall off or 
is okay. Um, can I have um, removed the saddle, have Hank remove the saddlebags and carry them? Uh, yes, yes, you can. Okay. Darren's not too happy about it, but he's not seemingly in a position to really stop you. So, <laughs> Darren's eyes are sort of swangly fixed forward towards the back of Hank Montgomery with the saddlebags thrown over one shoulder. Like a rabbit chasing a carrot. That was mean. I'm sorry. As you continue to march, eventually Cherish uh, Etsuko will sort of like fall into step next to you and say, What? do you think is wrong with him? Um, I, I mean, I think that, I mean, he's been heavily drinking for uh, hundreds of years. Maybe. Do you think this is some sort of withdrawal? I think, I think so. And, I'm just not sure what else it could be, and I'm not very... I don't know a lot about medicine or, you know, the body. And I believe if you knew anything about that, it would be of no use here, seeing as he is a dragon. Yeah. And I don't really know much about them either. Indeed. Hmm. And she will lapse into silence. The rest of the day passes fairly uneventfully unless anyone would like to uh, broach any topic of conversation with any of the NPCs or your forge bound items. I mean, I'm sure there's idle like chit chat, yeah. but yeah. I don't think. Okay. So yeah, there's yeah. some idle conversation as you're uh, moving along down the road. Again, there's a strange amount of silence around the area, lack of bird song and small undergrowth creatures. Uh, a question for everyone else. Are we still moving at our quick pace, or have we slowed down because of the <laughs> I think snake? we probably slowed down. Yeah. yeah. I figured, but I thought I'd ask. Yeah. Between the snake and the donkey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How's Hank looking? Yeah, I was. that was my next question, actually. Well, let's see. Every round, Hank regains 10 hit points, so in a matter of minutes, Hank looks fine. This huh. is true. Oh. It's it's kind of upsetting, actually. <laughs> Darling boy. Full on eaten. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're not sure if any of the rest of you could have walked away from that, and minutes later, there's almost no proof that it ever even happened. And what you see is the metal bits and some of the wooden bits of the Shield Guardian regrowing themselves. Nanobots. Damn. Like it's... And the dented pieces are like buffing themselves back out. Yeah. It's subtle and slow, but it's not... Uh, yeah, after a f just a minute or two, it, it looks completely fine. Wow. He did so good. Guys, he did great. <laughs> he did so good. I was so worried about him. The best bait ever. Because <laughs> he's totally fine. 
as you continue moving, eventually the, the sun begins to get lower and lower, and as you reach near the end of the, the third day, uh, you'll see that Canaeus will fall back a ways, and Tirza, you're nearby, kind of reindeer hovering, orbiting the the donkey, but Canaeus... That, that will... is what it's called, yeah. Canaeus mm -hmm. <laughs> will fall back and be walking next to Darren Dunn, and will uh, start having a low conversation with him. Um... I don't know if she's deliberately eavesdropping, but can I hear this conversation? I think that might need a perception check then. Okay. Uh, is that okay? Here, sorry. I'll I'll roll one instead of two. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> it's really an accident. I don't mean to, but I just rolled a natural twenty. <laughs> That's the most apologetic natural 20 I've ever seen. Just like, I'm uh, sorry. Guys, I, I, hear I fucked up. Guys, I fucked up. I got the best possible thing. The mom, guys, the mom senses just kick in. and yeah. uh, My hearing is just so good. So sorry, but I, it's just perfect perception. And, yeah, as you're nearby, you can see that Canaeus is sort of waiting for you to ride ahead a little ways. But even then, your ears pick up this conversation, and Canaeus is going to lean in and ask, What was that back there? And Darren will say, It's nothing. And Canaeus will respond, Yeah, I know, that's part of the problem. Darren will, like, shoot him a dirty look. And he will just say seriously, Don't worry about it, it's fine. Kness will shake his head. And then shrug and then jog forward a little ways. Eventually, Arbanon pulls you off to the side as twilight is beginning to encroach. Stormlights of evening are beginning to flash through the trees. And you're presented with that choice again to either set up camp right here, knowing that the track will move away, but you'll have plenty of room to camp in, or find Ooh. some measure of cover in the deep woods to either side of the road. I think covers the... Right choice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sure. You find a low embankment that looks as though it is just uh, a weathered little hillside that's collapsed away and left this sheer... It's not a cliff, because it's only like ten feet tall, but it is an embankment that you can kind of wedge up against and set up camp. There are heavy trees nearby providing a bit of cover, but you've got a wall to have your backs against. People begin setting up camp. Darren will almost roll off of his donkey when you uh -huh. stop. And he'll look over to you, Cherish, and say, 
I need I need those uh, saddlebags back. Uh, I am going to have Hank pick me up with one of his big strong hands. <laughs> I'm going to get one of the wine skin uh the wine skin from earlier that's not completely empty. And when you go for that, Darren will shake his head and say, no, 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 I just, I just need the saddlebags because I can't turn the donkey back into a, a statue without the saddlebags. Okay. And I will have Hank put the saddlebags back on the donkey. And when you do, Darren will say a word in Draconic that literally translates to ass <laughs> and it will turn back into that onyx figurine of a donkey okay we need to come up with a plan to slowly as we can how long have you been drinking? Uh, in total, or...? Since you got here, to the valley. 500-ish years? Yeah, that's what I was worried about. But look, it's not about... Well, it is sort of... I, I... You're right, I, I don't need it. But the thing is, we need to come up with a plan to get you off of it in a way that's, you know, not just cold turkey, if you'll excuse the phrase, because I can't come up with a better one. Um, like a fantasy version? A fan <laughs> cold ass Fa cold, cold <laughs> fantasy turkey, yeah. yeah. Turkeys exist in this world. You're not sure. going yeah. full yeah. cold cockatrice. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. It's just probably shake his head and says, "No, no, no, no. It's got. That's how it's got to be." I mean, look. I know that you're not a human or you know a mortal, but if you've been drinking this heavily for five hundred years, that's not going to be easy to stop. But but I've got to, yeah, yeah. I've got I've got to be better, yeah. You do have to stop, but not to the detriment of your own health and the safety of people around you. What do you want from me, Cherish? I want you to live, not just survive. But that's all there is anymore, yeah? It's just survival. That's the whole point. That's this whole valley. People have eked out lives here. Living, not just surviving, for 500 years. And I'm sorry that your grief has not allowed you to see that. But... Maybe because I haven't been here as long, maybe that's why I can see it. Well, 
I have to believe that I can have a life here, especially after all of this. I'm, I'm glad one of us can. If you're going to give up, I can't help you. Uh, no one said anything about giving up. But it's either all or nothing. I can't... If I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. I can't just do it a little bit. But that's... <laughs> that's not how... That's, that's not what a dragon does. It's all or nothing. So then you'll be able to get us into Ferium's here just fine? Absolutely. And as he says that, everyone else in the group is sort of exchanging looks like, oh, mm -hmm. I don't know mm -hmm. about that. Yeah, what happens if that, if you fail at doing that? Like, are we in any danger? You said, uh, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. He'll turn to you, Sid, and say, I won't fail. Yeah. All or nothing, right? What? Tirza, Tirza will kind of shoot shoot a little, like, dude, look at Cherish. What? What can we do? What do you need from us in order to be able to do this? I can do it, alright? That's... That's what we're all saying. We just, we want to help. That's... We kind of are nosy like that. And... Uh, great. Well, I, I, when the time comes, I'll be able to do it, alright? Okay. Give me the donkey. What? Give me the donkey. And he's clutching it in his left hand. He says, why? All or nothing. But this is... <laughs> oh my god. This is my ass. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. You did say that. No half measures. Give me a perception or a persuasion check with advantage. <laughs> This is not what I want to like, do. I, no. like, I'm trying. Yeah, wanna... no. It's it's hard. Uh, yeah. You can't half-ass it. Alcohol. Oh. God damn it, Reed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is why hey, I'm on a podcast. Elliot, Elliot, alcohol is literally a hell of a... <laughs> uh, don't I know it. Where's mine? Um, That's another natural 20. Another natural 20. Okay. Oh, shit. What the... Wow. What is Why happening tonight? All of, all Guys. Of oh, Only against Aaron Dunn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's and the only time I get natural 20s. I mean, the other one was a 19. Like. <laughs> so you stand there, hand outstretched, expecting this little figurine, and Darren will just look demolished. And again, there's that moment that everyone else notices that Cherish maybe doesn't, where... Her presence just expands outwards, and 
Tirza, give me a wisdom saving throw. God, God bless you, Microgoni. <laughs> I was just that's I was just about to say something about this, and I, oh, good, that wasn't a natural twenty, but it was pretty fucking close. Uh, that is a twenty-six. <laughs> And you see the golden scales begin to shimmer on and around Cherish's body, but there's something else here that, despite not actively using your divine sense, there's just this deep, cold, sulfurous smell that fills your nostrils as Cherish stands over Darren Dunn with this imposing look and a hand outstretched towards him. And those words all or nothing just like send the smell shooting up your sinuses. And Darren's head droops as he slowly shuffles forward and hand still shaking a little places the figurine in Cherish's hand. And there's something about this interaction, this exchange, that unsettles you to your core. It's the power of truly good and the power of truly evil. Hmm. Lawful, at least. <laughs> Both technically lawful, this is true. Uh-huh. <laughs> I am the law. <laughs> I am the law. <laughs> And the law is not mocked. Um, okay. Cool. Mm. Does um, that... Does the incantation... I'm asking him. Does the incantation work um, regardless of who says it? Uh, no, you've got to attune to the ass. Okay. Okay. And he'll turn and shuffle away and take his bedroll and just sort of wrap it around his shoulders and sit down near the edge of the embankment. And all the Rift Keepers are standing just kind of slightly back next to Grawl and Sid and they're just like, uh... Arbidon will say, well, that got heavy. Yeah, not really. It usually does with us. Hmm. I, I try to keep it to a minimum, really. It's mostly jokes. You you do a very good job of that, girl. Mm -hmm. He's the he's the comic relief. <laughs> Someone's the, do it. it doesn't pay well. The outcast the outcast hobgoblin. <laughs> <laughs> Enslaved so, and tortured. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. He's right called side. A, he's always. called a cut up for many reasons. Mm-hmm. Oh, because oh. <laughs> washboard apps. Um, no. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so you all begin to set up camp. Canaeus breaks out his little fire and teapot. Uh, Arbadon mm -hmm. is scouting around a little bit, mm -hmm. making sure the area is secure. Etsuko is laying down the alarm spell and setting up her little downy bed of vegetation that springs forth when she begins to cast a spell. As the night encroaches 
how are you all handling watch this evening? Uh, normal. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll grab Kineus. Okay. I haven't spoken with Arbidon yet, so I guess I'll talk with him. Okay. Do 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 you want Etsuko or <laughs> do you not want Etsuko? I I lost everybody's picks, so uh. you go and I'll take whoever's left. I know you want Etsuko. <laughs> <laughs> then, but <Ba-dum. laughs> here's a has Darren done then. Fun. <sighs> Great. <laughs> yep. So I would like everyone to give me perception checks with advantage, except for Tirza. Darren Dunn is not a lot of help today. No. That's okay, honestly. You said with advantage? With advantage, yes. That's very good. Oh, that'd be... Ooh, 27 for Sid. Oh, 13. Um, Sorry. Dirty 20 for Grawl. Mm. And 10 for Tirza. Right. <laughs> Tirza, roll me, that needed... d- roll me that d12. Let's see what crops up in the night. Rolling on the night chart. <laughs> That's a 7. A 7. Interesting. Okay. Talking about some night stuff, baby, we'll see. Right? So. More. No, I know, it's a different song. I, yeah, I get that. Sorry, I have a liquid in my mouth. How dare you? It's true. So, uh, first we have Sid and. Arbidon. Arbidon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're on watch first together. Then yeah. we have Cherish and Kanaeus. Mm hmm. Then we have Tirza and Darren Dunn, and then we have Grawl and Etsuko. So the night is spookily quiet. Again, the lack of creature sounds follows you into the evening, and it makes for a an eerie evening where every sound you make, the low crackle of Canaeus' fire, the shuffling of moving around the campsite, the, the gentle snores from your sleeping companions, the, the sounds of them rolling in their sleep are the only sounds. Other than that, it is still, windless, silent. There are moments in the evening when the only sound is the low crackle of flames. Though that is a comfort, because without that, there would be nothing. Sid, you were on first watch with Arbidon? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I imagine that we sort of swap stories as far as, like, cool battles we've been in, um, close calls, um, just uh, that kind of stuff. Name me three fights Sid wants to talk about. <laughs> God, that's such three fights. Three fights. Well, he's already seen. He already saw the duel and the snake, which are two very good highlights. I was but... just about to say, what if the snake is the last one? <laughs> he just starts going. Okay, there's one time. There's a gargantuan snake. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sid, I was there. 
Oh, right, right, yeah. Um, there was, oh, uh, the dire uh, winter wolf. Mm-hmm. That was pretty great. Um, pack tactics. <laughs> uh, what all have we fought? There was the uh, there was the battle um, south of Blue Gulch with all the those were demons. If demons. They, they were devils. Okay. Um, and oh, of course the uh, the um, uh, the tower, the Sun Pass Tower. Mm. Yeah. Okay, yeah, he is suitably impressed by most of those. Uh, he especially loves hearing about the the weird flying lizards that the kobolds were riding. I know, super weird. Never seen one before. Yeah. Um, and he will tell you uh, about a couple of his experiences. He fought something called a rift swine once, which is like a continually mutating boar that came down off of the uh, the storm wall. That found its way into the Eastwood. It had like tentacles with eyes on it growing out of its shoulders. And oh god, uh, he will tell you about a uh, a baby sea serpent that found its way into the Long Drift uh, up from Lake Quelio that he and a bunch of lock wardens had to like herd back down the river <laughs> to the lake mm-hmm. by like continually taunting it so that it would chase them down river. Uh, and he will tell you about a strange creature he once saw and take took out most of a team of Rift Wardens. The thing he describes, he talks about it like it's a walking hourglass with like an eyeball in the middle. The words he's using to describe this thing don't make a ton of sense. He's describing something made out of like glass and metal and mm-hmm. strange materials that he can't quite describe. Hmm. But he said it appeared after they closed a rift and it just started laying waste to the team of rift keepers. And they didn't even manage to kill it. They managed to drive it away. And by that, he just means it disappeared. But only after it killed their leader. Oh, Interesting. Yeah, and you don't quite know what to make of that story, but he describes it like this big, giant battle that seemed hopeless. Like, he's not even sure if they were actually fighting this thing, or if it was just going towards a singular target and then leaving. Right, yeah. Hmm. Alright. Cool, cool. Um, But other than that, he is also super impressed by today's events, and he will tell you as much. Oh, thank you. Um, he under, he, some, he, he definitely understands why Zenerva chose you to be a rift keeper. I mean, it it all make it you know the pieces come together. It all makes sense. You know, there's a you know there's a play about about it. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, haven't got a chance to see it. We had to we had to skip town early. Oh, I bet it's great. Year. It's got to be good, right? Yeah. I, I really hope so. I mean, yeah. you know the. People of Stormhaven love me, so I'm, I'm sure it's it's very glowing. But uh, you know, I haven't really made it to the city all that often. I'm, it's I'll, nice I'll have to go see this play sometime. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. I I've been enjoying seeing you know seeing the entire valley and and the different types of uh, 
cities and people and, and it's been very interesting, but there's something very comforting strangely about, about the city. Mm. It's not a safe place by any stretch of the imagination, but <laughs> there is, so, there is something. No place that was ever fun was ever safe. Exactly. See you and I, we get it. It, it, it yeah, it exactly. You should definitely check it out. Hmm. But yeah, other than that, your watch passes uneventfully. All right. Cherish, you are staying up with Kanaeus. Uh Do you have anything in particular you want to talk to him about? Well, okay. So I'm pretty sure I'm only attuned to two items. That would be the flame staff. The staff. And the Wand of Wonder. Yes. So I got one more slot. This is correct. Okay. Can I have attuned to the donkey before we went to bed? Sure. Okay. Basically meant that you didn't help set up camp, but yeah. Yeah. Um. That sort of was in the what was the mood okay. of, of <laughs> Cherish probably at the moment. Right. I mean, and also you share a tent with me, so like Tirza is always. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, you'll have uh, uh, tuned yourself to ass. Ass. Can I pick a new word? Nope. Okay. That's fair. Um. I can't. I think she's kind of like fiddling with it on watch, and I don't know if this is like Canaeus <laughs> is. MO, but like it, the scene I have in my head is that she's like fiddling with it and like trying to like be like, okay, I need to like talk to Kanaeus, like I need to ask some advice. And he's just like staring at her, just like waiting, like anytime now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. In fact, in that exact pose, like he's got a couple of fingers on his uh, curly bearded chin and he's just staring at you with his strange rectangular pupils, just like. And when are we starting this? Are we going to... Yeah. <laughs> you, you talk first, I talk first. How do we do this? <laughs> Who talks first? <laughs> Canaeus. Ah. <clears throat> yeah. Mm, yep. I don't know what to do. Clearly. About any of this. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Specific. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I want to do, what I want to do, what I was planning to do, mm. what I think would be best is to go through, see how many wineskins are in here, divide them up, water them down accordingly to some sort of schedule, maybe do half two-thirds watered down and half three-quarters watered down. But, like, if he's not going to do it, then he's not going to do it. And I think our your chronic friend over there and he'll, like stare over to where Darren Dunn has just sort of fallen onto his side and his eyes are closed and he looks like he's sleeping. I think if he really wanted something, he'd do it. He's not wrong. Creatures like him, they can't do half measures. But there's so many 
variables right now. There's the fact that we need to get into Fair Aimseer, mm. and we have no idea if he's going to be able to do this. There's mm. the moral quandary of just saying, hey, get yourself blasted again if that's the way you can do magic. And that doesn't seem like the right thing to do at all. You're, you might be talking to the wrong guy about that one, but sure. Fair enough, <laughs> fair enough. But isn't the thing about parties and a good time doing it in a way that you know isn't you know detrimental in the long run isn't there some amount of moderation that's necessary like lifts a finger lowers it slightly and goes uh mm, hmm. that's, that's not really Bacchus's yeah. shtick <laughs> I which Cherish doesn't know. She, hey, hey, partying is a science, not a faith. <laughs> it can be both. Yeah, he will say, mm. again, creatures like our friend there, and quite honestly, creatures like me, it's all or nothing. I'm not saying that your heart's not in the right place. I just don't know if baby steps are going to help them. Sometimes you got to get pushed out of the nest to learn to fly. But not when it comes to addiction. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. And Canaeus will shrug and say, honestly, I don't know if there's a good answer here. Can you guys hear that, by the way? No. Okay. It's just a very loud plane. Um, which seems odd because nobody's <laughs> going on flights right now. Strange. Um, uh, well, then... Also, I think you'd be wildly upset when you found out how many wineskins are in that donkey. That's probably true. Because I saw you're carrying a bag of holding there. Basically that. Oh. That's why he never ran out. Mm -mm. Probably should have put that one together. Mm -mm. Well, it seems like I have a donkey with essentially two bags of holdings worth of wineskins now. Look, if you ever wanted to give me the donkey, I'm sure I could find a practical use for it. <laughs> I'll think about it. Hmm. Offers open. I did sort of... Does that count as stealing? What? Having him give you the donkey? Yeah. No. Intimidating him into giving me the donkey? It felt like theft. Uh, but I'm not... I legal don't gray you, I don't area. Do that kind of thing, so I'm not sure. Hmm. 
Or at least I haven't done it in a really long time. Uh, well. But using your tail to steal apples off a cart is one thing. And that was another. <laughs> well, look, I'm not above stealing booze from people. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, yeah. When it comes to him, glance over at Darren Dunn. And then I'll give another shrug and say, I'm not sure. Honestly, tried not to hang out with too many dragons in my time. I mean, I've only met two so far, and mm. frankly, I'm over. I'm I'm over two. Mm. Yeah. Three times the charm, yeah. Maybe. Mm. Depending on the type, I suppose. Also, I know that you're not the type to just sort of blurt things out about people, which is a very cool thing. Mm. Um, <laughs> and not something, again, that we are very used to. But I I did want to thank you for not... I know that you have similar powers to Tirza, so I, I know that I read as fiendish, and that's... Mm. Yeah. I'm not the type to blur things out, like you said. Yeah. But I, I appreciate it all the same. Look. As long as we're in a not blurting out sort of mood. Uh, something's going to happen here in a couple of minutes, and uh, I'd appreciate it if you didn't tell anybody. Okay. Cool. Should I be worried? I don't... Mm, no, probably not. Okay. Just, uh... We're gonna have a visitor in a little bit. Okay. Just, uh... Do I need to... No, 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 no. Just, uh, act natural. Try not to ask any too, too many questions. Cherish, Cherish, be fucking cool. <laughs> Cherish is, like, the the, the classic, like... Act natural. Oh, weird. A donkey. <laughs> this is this is uh this is him going. Are you cool, dude? Are you cool? You cool? Yeah. To to or the... quote to quote myself. I'm chill. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm hip. I'm with it. <laughs> fun fun fact. That is a an actual thing that Elliot said with no trace of irony, Ooh. and it's the funniest thing they've ever. In their life. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but Tineus will look up at the the little bit of stars you can see through the tree branches and say, yeah, it's going to be soon. Um, okay. So yeah, just uh, be cool. All right? Okay. Cool. And Tineus will kind of stand up and move over to the teapot, pour himself a little cup, shoot it really quick, swish it around. Spit it out. Breathe in his hand. Sniff it a little bit. Shit. Nod his head. Cherish Scratch his is, chin. Cherish is like <laughs> such the worst person to tell to be cool. <laughs> she is like sitting with perfect posture, a hundred percent tense, possibly holding her breath. <laughs> and within the next couple of minutes. In the middle of the night, 
a figure will waft up out of the dark trees and just glide towards your campsite. And the only reason you notice it is because Canaeus' gaze is fixed in that particular direction, and you sort of follow his gaze, and then you see this figure just resolving out of the darkness. It is a figure in a long, flowing, almost trench coat-like robe that is flapping behind their legs that are drifting forward. There's a pair of very fine trousers, pantaloons even, that fall just below the knee, tall socks that come up, uh, buckled shoes that are drifting just above the ground, their toes not quite touching the ground. Their sleeves are these huge voluminous numbers with deep welling holes. No hands that you can see, but just like drifting backwards. These gigantic sleeves coming out of this coat. Their face is literally a mask. And at first, you are taken aback because the similarities between this mask and the one that Robin Goodfellow had in the Dreamlands is very, very eerie. But it is not the same. Okay. There's a different symbol on this mask. It is... Vaguely similar to the one that was on Robin Gilfell's mask, but it has key differences that you pick out as he approaches. The lines of the mask are this dark, bruise-like purple-gray, like the color of Twilight, that stand out against the white of this Ooh. mask that rests beneath a tri-corner hat. Weird. This figure will drift up towards the edge of... Etsuko's alarm radius, which this thing apparently just knows where that line is, even though it is practically invisible. Mm -hmm. And it will stop just floating in the air, its huge billowing sleeves sort of moving in a breeze that isn't there. This is wild. It will sit there for a moment and with a voice that you don't hear with your ears, you hear with your mind. It says a word. And I, it's in a language... I mean, it's, it's a word you don't know. You don't know if it's in a language you don't understand. But it says, Silenus. And... Canaeus will bow towards this figure. And it... Canaeus uh, will say something in a language you don't understand. Um, and they will begin having a conversation in... It sounds like the language Etsuko used the other day. It's probably Sylvan. Mm -hmm. But you don't understand what's being said. Okay. Okay. Eventually, you'll see them having this discourse. The figure will drift to the side slightly and tilt its head and look towards where Etsuko is bedded down and drift back and stare at Kanaeus. Kanaeus will begin chattering a little bit more. Uh, 
then he'll gesture back towards you. And uh, the strange creature will float to the other side of Canaeus and tilt its head and look at you. And then Canaeus will, like, eyeball you and just, like, come on, come on, come on. Okay, okay, okay. Like, gesture you forward. Yeah. Should I bow? Is the bowing thing? Should I bow? Yeah, yeah. Bow, bow. Okay. Cur you know, curtsy or whatever. Um, and the figure will sweep its arms back and its flowing robe-like arms will flare to the side. Again, you don't see any limbs or arms. You just see deep welling holes in its sleeves leading into mm -hmm. something. Whatever is inside this garment. And Canaeus will babble something in Sylvan that ends in Jerish Iron Strike. And the creature will bow its head slowly towards you. And say, Iron Strike. And then and it will switch to common and say, we know of this name. You, you do? There was an iron strike that came to our woods once, yes. Uh, but probably my, uh, 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 uh my, my mother, my, my mom, Kalkin. Yes. She earned her name through fey blood. Oh. You bear it well. Thank you. And Canaeus will turn to you and say, This is the Grey Earl, also called the Gloam Weaver. Oh, a pleasure to meet you. And the Gloam Weaver will bow towards you and say, Yes. Again, you can only hear it in your brain. Mm hmm. And then he will just, Canaeus will stare at you and then, like, shake his head, like, Get back, get back, get back. Okay, okay. okay. Introduction's okay. over. Okay. Uh, 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 have a. Good evening. And then it will say, I am a good evening, yes. Indeed. And the conversation will switch back to Sylvan. And again, you're only hearing the half of Canaeus' half of the conversation out loud and the rest you're hearing in your head. But it just seems like regardless of whether or not you can understand the language, it's words are being just projected outward into whoever's conscious. Mm-hmm. As the conversation progresses, there's like a, a, a banter back and forth. You sense a rhythm to it. Give me an insight check. Uh, 18. You've been inside Duskwalker Import and Export TM enough times mm -hmm. to know a a bargaining when you hear it. Ah. 
and they are they are bartering over something. Okay. Okay. Something eventually seems to settle, and then Canaeus will pull out a a small little pouch of something and offer it towards the Gloam Weaver. It will sweep a long flowing, robish hand towards it. The bag will disappear as the sleeve passes over Canaeus's hand. And in the bag's place, there is a small tin with flowing elvish script on it. Mm-hmm. And Canaeus will unscrew the top, and sniff something inside, his goatee nostrils flaring, and then I'll go, mm-hmm like a, a small little thrill of pleasure and screw the top back on. Then he will bow graciously towards the Gloam Weaver. And the Gloam Weaver will bow back towards him. And then it will turn and sweep off into the night. What the fuck was that? And... Canaeus will turn with a big old stupid grin on his face and say that that was a man who owed me a favor. Okay. And when I say man, I mean Archfey. Right. Oh. Okay. Um, now this is just my morbid curiosity. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't have to tell me any you don't have to elaborate, but I, w I want to know. So do with that what you will, I suppose. Sure. Okay. You want to know? Um, the story? Oh. And they'll look up at the stars again and look back down. Not enough time. Our watch okay. is over in about 15 minutes. Okay. Uh, I know some folk in the woods. Alrighty. Um, what did he give you? Some dank ass pipe weed. Oh. Okay. You want to hit? Sure. <laughs> He'll pull out anything. Anything to calm me down after all of that. <laughs> and we'll pull out this, like, long-stemmed cob pipe. Yes. And pack it with a pinch of the stuff that he just got from this archfey. And Cherish, you're about to have the best night's sleep of your life. <sighs> um, Give me a constitution saving throw. I kind of figured. Uh, that's a 21. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I'm a tiefling, baby. <laughs> you're not immediately unconscious. Um, yeah, there is a sense of just, like, full body relaxation that hits you as you take a puff of this. Uh, oh, bless and the storm wall. That's good. You're not, uh, racked with explosive coughs oh. either. You actually, uh... <laughs> Listen, I was a bad girl back in the day. I say 17 years old. 
And as you slowly sink down into the bedroll of your tent, there's just that static shock on Cherish's face as she's, like, slowly led around the camp over to the bedroll and then just, like, settles on her face as she settles into the bedroll and then it just gently fades to black. Mm. Hell yeah. And Kanaeus will then move to wake up uh, Darren Dunn and Tirza. Awesome. Good and cool. Fuck yeah. Me, I love d and I can live my dreams of smoking weed because I have lung problems and I can't do it in real life. <laughs> so, Tirza, Great. you so have jealous. watch with Darren Dunn. There's a weird smell in the air when you get woken up. <laughs> oh god, Tirza. Is that a weed? I'm calling the police. <laughs> Is that a marijuana's? <laughs> I mean, the Cherish here are weird. Cherish <laughs> uh, here definitely have their own recreational drugs, I'm sure. Yeah. But it's for religious purposes. I was just about to say, it's like, wow, that smells like the tent of the high priestess after a holy. I'm sure there's something involving uh, smoking like ground up and powdered rhinestone that is like real close to meth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck like, yeah. There's just like does a line of cocaine like, yeah, I do this all the time back home. Tears is like, I hate drinking. It doesn't make me feel good. And then, yeah, just. <laughs> Straight this party. Yeah. Tirza reveals the coke nail that she's had. <laughs> How did we never notice that you just have one long nail? Yeah. One nail for doing it's, coke. It's it's symbolic of the fangs of mm -hmm. the great yeah. city. Mm -hmm. Oh, one on each finger. Yeah. 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 <laughs> She just rolls up a page of the holy book and just snorts a line of coke through it. That's, that's the, that's, it's rhinestone. That's, that's how you connect. <laughs> that's how you pull down those miracles. Uh huh. Grab the lightning, y'all. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh. <laughs> god damn. <laughs> We find Tirza much later, like 30 minutes later, like half dressed in the woods, throwing beanbags, yelling lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. <laughs> Star strike. Just injecting straight venom, snake venom into her arm. Uh-huh. That's when you know That's she's the... been drinking. <laughs> oh my god. Whew, okay. Hmm. Hmm. Man, we're dealing um, with a lot of addiction stuff in this episode. Yeah. This is a heavy one. It's getting heavy. Is, uh, is, so you said Kanaeus woke up Darren Dunn. Yes. So Darren Dunn is awake for okay. the watch. Yeah. Okay, and I'm assuming he's not going to talk to me of his own free will. That is up to you to try to draw out a conversation, I think. I, I just mean, like, he's not gonna go first. He, he seems pretty upset still. I can make that a... 
Um, he, uh, give me an insight check. I am very good at those. That's how we traditionally adjudicate these sorts of things. Use my shamer on the wise die for that. Bitch. You can um, today. <laughs> oh, and one that was blessed by her. God damn it. Um, oh, it's okay, because I have a lot to insight. Um, 15. He... He seems upset, but it's not like he's angry or depressed. He just seems... It's been a long day. It's been a very long day for him, and he keeps... Like, looking upwards, sit, muttering something to himself in a language you don't know, and then just, like, swallowing and blinking really hard and staring back down. Occasionally, he'll glance over at where Cherish is bunked up in a tent, um, and then just shake his head, and uh, once or twice you'll catch him, like, grasping for something in a pocket that's not there. Um, I will he's, wait. He's agitated is the word I would use. Yeah. I will wait until one of these moments where I see him glancing towards, um, Cherish and my, uh, tent. And I will say... She's very... Persuasive. And she wants to be. Darren will sort of jump when you speak and he'll, like he almost forgot you were there. And he'll glance over at you and say, Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, she, she, she takes after her mom like that, I guess. She's really the only reason I'm here at all. You know. Yeah? How's that? I mean, I... I could have gone home after... I mean, maybe I would have gotten dragged trials, but I would have gone home and taken my vow. Been a paladin of the Jarashir. Been around. Uh, are you not one of those then? I, I mean, technically, I don't know if I don't know, actually, what's going on with them in regards to me. I should probably figure that out. <laughs> you were hurling around lightning bolts earlier, so I feel like that's pretty good grounds uh, Maybe calling you a paladin. You have as good of a guess as I do, though. I... I don't know. I'm only ever chastised by my gods. It's fine. It's not a big thing. I'm not talking. I'm talking about you. It's, um, 
Um, I hope you're all right. I guess what I mean. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm as fine as I ever am. I just haven't, like, I haven't really gone out of my way to stretch my wings, as it were, recently. Yeah, so we're still working out the kinks, but we'll 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 get it figured out. I mean, I got out of our aims here, yeah, so shouldn't be too hard to get back. How? How? Um, just teleport out of our aims here, just like that. It it. Uh. Uh, basically, yeah. Uh, can I roll? And I mean, I, I can assume by the the one word answer to that. But can I like roll an insight on that? Yeah, absolutely. That's a twenty-four. Twenty-four. You don't think he's lying? You think he is definitely um, he is unsure of his own capabilities at this point. Hey. Welcome to the Threadless. <laughs> he is definitely not mincing his words. He is just not entirely sure if he is lying to himself or to everybody else. Yep, that's okay. Cool. That's fair and good and not relatable at all. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what else to say. I was serious earlier when I asked if we could help at all. And I know it's probably um, annoying to have beings as young as we are attempt to help I've, with something that no, we don't understand. No, no, no. I, look, some of the dragons, they'd be all uppity about people's age, but I was never... Age is just a number, yeah? It's all about experience. It's all about what you do with your life. Val, she she sometimes get down on folk for not being that old, but I was always there to tell her, hey, some of these people, yeah, they're only around for, what, 100 years, flash in the pan, but look what they do. Build cities and kill gods and all sorts of stuff. For whatever reason, I have perished. Just like, duh. <laughs> um, like that's what I was saying earlier. <laughs> but no, no, Cherish is totally chilled out. Like having the best dream. Right. I, I guess I just mean, uh, we're. I can't speak for everyone else, but um, 
were worried about you because you seem because I seem like a, a hot mess yeah I mean if it makes you feel any better <laughs> welcome to the thread list yeah, look I, I don't know about that because I'm as far as I know I still got my thread uh, but well, so does Grawl, but... What? <laughs> People all over the place. Grawl's not... Grawl... There's a different situation going on there. I don't know how to explain it, because oh. magic is weird and right. hard to understand. Yeah, no, look, <laughs> I know... Yeah, I know that. But, uh... Look, I appreciate the words, yeah? I appreciate what Cherish is trying to do and trying to make sure Sid doesn't die and Grawl seems like a good guy and you seem like a good girl and, and you're all doing your best and yeah, I'm just trying not to fuck it up too bad. And... This is only going to sound patronizing. I apologize, but you're doing a good job so far. I don't think anyone... I don't know. You're right. It did sound a little patronizing. Paladin. Yeah, I can't it help comes it. comes with the turf, I guess. <laughs> it could be worse. It could be one of the holier-than-thou types. But you're a good egg teaser. I'm glad, I'm glad Cherish had a friend like you. Lord yeah. Lord's out a lot worse. Yeah. Well, I still worry about that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, don't we all? Not about Cherish, but like making... Making an ass of yourself, doing, doing, going down the wrong path. Tough not to worry about that sort of thing. <laughs> Tears is like all of a sudden very quiet. <laughs> Boy, when is this this random encounter gonna show? Weird. <laughs> the rest of your watch passes in amicable silence. Uh, Darren Dunn seems a little less agitated now. He's definitely settling down a little bit. and His spirits are a little bit higher. But eventually you pass the watch off to Grawl and Etsuko. Cool. Um, Mike? I would like to, uh, during my sleepy times, I would like to do some research in the archive. Oh, yes? I would like to try and find what I can about Toral. Okay. Uh, give me an investigation roll. Great. I get a plus two to this. Fuck! God damn it! It's a four. 
It's a four. I hate dice. I hate them. Give me what I want. Unfortunately, you do not find the entire works of Ari Salvatore. Um, <laughs> uh, you find references to Toral here and there. It is uh, another material plane. Unfortunately, you're caught in a bit of a loop. You keep referencing the same books over and over again in terms of, like, you already familiarize yourself with chunks of prehistory, I guess, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. The the pre-gap history. And you're looking for the references to Toral that you've already seen in the past. Those having to do with House Lyodon and some of the Archfey. And there are scattered references to Toral here and there, and it is definitely a place. Um, with a four... Yeah, it ain't called the Forgotten Realms for nothing. You just can't find yeah. much. <laughs> uh, oh, me love it. Girl says those things as he's mm -hmm. not finding anything. And your Blood Spectre pals are just looking at you forlornly. Gotta kill more guys. Uh, you know, uh, really, I just, I don't think murdering more, more, more dudes is going to help me that much <laughs> when I roll like ass and have a negative one to investigation. Gotta find oh, a way to get if yourself you kill enough, If you, if you kill enough guys. Right, but I have to kill them is the thing. Right. Hey, Sid, you need to sit Sid. out the next, like, hundred fights. That's fine. <laughs> I've done my okay, due diligence. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Well, there's that. Yeah. If only you had some someone else here to help you researching to give you advantage. If only. <laughs> someone, someone who loves books. <laughs> someone who's a right prick. <laughs> someone who just wants to look at the archive. God, but like the thing is. He's done bad things to get what he... Uh, nope, nope, nope. They don't need to go on this tirade. Yeah, we don't need to talk, talk about... The I wasn't moral. talking about Phineas Feinbrook, but okay. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. You have a point? I'll figure it out. <laughs> just saying, there are other methods of getting people into the dreamlands. I'm going to call, we'll call up uh, uh, our Paul Rudd, a vampire friend. <laughs> Cherish is pretty good at research. <laughs> No. <laughs> so yeah, I've uh, done anything bad to you. <laughs> I said no more adventuring in the dreamlands. No more. Never let me do anything. Oh well, yeah, crawl. Oh my god, Dad. Look, the only reason it turned into an adventure last time is because the kids wandering in into a field trip that without a chaperone fucked up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, if we had a chaperone. You guys blew your chance before you even knew you had it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dad. Yeah. yeah. Now you sound like... <laughs> but yes, right. you eventually have your watch with Etsuko. And Grawl is kind of like grumpy about his lack of, of like his inability to find anything. And Etsuko is sort of, like, nervously glancing at you as you're just, like, grumpily <laughs> taking your watch. 
He's trying to, he's kind of muttering to himself, like, maybe I'll look there next time. No, that won't make any sense. Stupid books. Etsuko, meanwhile, is just like very fixedly staring at her book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, 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 not, not, not your, not your book. I didn't mean to. I'm not talking smack about your book. Just different books. I'm having issues with the books. Uh, oh, I, I am sorry if you are having issues with other books, Grok. Yeah. Right, thank you. He starts twiddling his thumbs. She's just glances at you. Feels as though she has nothing else to say and then glances down back at her book. Really nice night, isn't it? With the the leaves and the other leaves. Yes. Yes. Crawl has such massive game. <laughs> it it is quite a a nice night. It feels much warmer than it has the last couple of nights. The temperature has risen, I think. Hmm. I did. I did not notice. The yes. Temperature. I mean, it does feel a little hot out here. That might just be me, though. Ugh. Perhaps you are correct. the The lack of wind chill has caused a, a temperature increase in the weather. R right. Yes. The wind chill. That's what I was about to say. Was mm. the wind chill? You just you, you you nailed it perfect perfectly. What? Uh, uh, would, you, would you mind if I asked what you were reading over there, all the way over there? I am reading, it is called A Book of Shadows. It was my book, the patron, my, my patron's book that is given to me, that I read for my spells. Because you have yours from the sword and I get mine from the, the book. Well, I, what kind of spells can, can you do? Oh, all sorts. You saw today, I can turn myself invisible, and... Right, so I didn't see. And he winks. Yeah, yes. Because I was invisible. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And then I was also responsible for causing the, the snake to shrink, and... Mm -hmm. Very good. Yes. My patron allows me access to uh, spells that uh, might not otherwise be available to a, a warlock such as myself. Uh, um, I I've done a few things like that. Um, nothing as totally awesome as shrinking a giant snake. Um, I can um kind of like stab things with the sword ah. as swords do. Yes. But uh, it's, it's like a really cool sword. It can take things from the things that they stab. Uh, oh. I didn't phrase that right. It sounded weird. You're... Yes, it did. Do, do, do you want to see something cool? I... 
do not know what 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 was the cool thing you want to show me. Oh, um, I um. Well, I mean, you like you like books, right? Yes. <laughs> the look on Elliot's face right now. Uh. Well, I like this book anyway. Uh, well, um, uh, have you, uh, um, uh, have, have you ever heard of, um, the, the, the Dreamlands, or Ah, yes, the Dreamlands. It is a, uh, location one can travel to with proper training and, uh, the correct rituals, uh, during dream space. Uh, as most theorize it is connected to the, the astral sea, but it, uh, is in fact a, a realm unto itself. Uh, most researchers, researchers get it confused with limbo at times, uh, but I have, uh, seen it myself on one or two occasions. Oh, so, um, you've, uh, you've been there. That's, that's wonderful. That's excellent. I have seen it. I have not been. Oh, you've never been. A uh, wonderful place. Um, that is not what uh, I have heard, I, but all right. Uh, to the uninitiated, it, 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 it would seem terrible, but it's actually quite lovely this time of year. I was given to understand that time flowed differently within the Dreamlands, so the year would not necessarily be relevant. Again, to the uninitiated, unlike me. And he's kind of like puffing out his chest like a little bit and kind of like mm -hmm. trying to polish his own knuckles on his, mm -hmm. his, his jacket. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I can go there whenever I want to. And oh. I have um, an unlimited supply of literature my fingertips. That is good. Right, so if you wanted to read some more books sometime, I, I could theoretically kind of like, I don't know, kind of, I could sneak you in, you know, I know a few people. Oh, um, uh, and she is like, holding the top of her book and sort of pressing the bottom edge of it into her stomach as she's, like, holding it on her lap and her arms are tucked in, her elbows against her stomach and her big curly fangs that are coming out of her mouth are sort of, like, clicking together a little bit and sort of like a nervous tick. And she'll say, I... I... Uh, I... As like a, a a friend, as a as a as a colleague, obvious obviously, um, I wouldn't, you know, like we're working, and that would be ridiculous. What was I thinking? He stands up and goes, looks at a tree very closely. Oh no, I don't. I want your number in case you know. I don't understand the homework. You know, not right. You know. <laughs> and as you're staring at this tree. You hear her stand up and close her book and uh, walk over to a, a separate tree and begin examining it closely. I, I, th I think this one might be mahogany. 
stupid. It's a very nice tree. I also like trees and other things. How is your your tree over there? Give me a persuasion roll. <laughs> okay. Just to there's a tipping point. Come on, you warlock. I didn't get I didn't get a crit, but I got a nineteen. And I have a plus four to persuasion. Ah, twenty-three finally. Rolling when it matters. <laughs> Definitely not that research you wanted to do. Or that big snake you wanted to kill. Who even gives a shit about that? (laughs) I don't need need to win out on the the battlefield. This is a whole other battlefield right here. As we know, love is a battlefield. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) In a small voice, you will hear Etsuko say, I I do not know the difference between trees. There are many of them. Some are different, and that is very cool. I like the different ones. And in an almost even quieter voice, she will say, I like the different ones, too. (laughs) As Olivia just collapses (laughs) in (laughs) silence. It's fine. I'm cool. I'm chill. (laughs) You're so cool. We're all cool. We're all chill. It's all good. Yeah. Grawl is like super lost for words right now. He's like weird. He doesn't. He doesn't oh. know anything about trees. <laughs> weird. Because that's what this thought. conversation is about: is trees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what he. That's what he thinks it's about. Um. Uh, well. Um. I. Uh, it, this one over here is a. Birch, and this one is green. <laughs> and he like, he like like turns around, and Etsuko is standing there, staring at you. Her face kind of a mix of confusion and like there's a smile cracking her face. How are we doing on time, Mike? <laughs> like, like, was the sun coming up, or has it been like ten minutes out here? Uh, you probably see the first little cracks of dawn. I um, uh, well, um, it, it, what watch is probably going yes, yes, uh, watch. We need ever vigilant time. in the dark woods. There are many. As we grow closer to the wilding, there will be many dangers that we must be alert and present for as we uh, grow close and our mission is to stop 
all of these things from happening. Right, would 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 wouldn't want to get um di- distracted by all of the um the trees. Yes, very the, distracting. Yeah, yes. yeah, very very beautiful. And he looks down at the ground. <laughs> you did it. That only took two hours. <laughs> <laughs> and Etsuko will. Uh, Stare for a second, stop, turn on her, her heel, walk over to the little, like, garden bed that she created, and then just, like, sit down and clutch the book to her chest. Crawl's looking around for uh, any, like, tea or something like that. He's like, fuck, I gotta, gotta make, make some tea or something. It's like, shit. And as you, like, stumble over towards the teapot, Kanaeus's hand will just come in from out of frame holding a cup for you that is gently steaming. Mouth the words, thank you. His hand will just transform into a big thumbs up. Yes. <laughs> Slowly go back down. But not before oh, no. he, like, makes a finger gun at you and winks. Oh, um, I, um, look at, look at that. I, I managed to, to scrounge up some tea. I mean, it is, you know, even though it is warm up here, you could always use the warm. And Mexico will, still staring directly ahead, not really, uh, like, acknowledging your presence with her visual tracking, will just say, I hope you enjoy your tea. It is very cold in the morning and so you need a warm beverage to keep warm. Yes, it... it, it mm, I'll, I'll just... I'll, he walks over and kind of like sets the tea out for her. It, no, that, that's a no on the tea then. And she seems almost, like, frozen with some kind of... You're not sure. Um. R- r- right. Um. I'll, um. I'll, 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 I'll just, I'll just leave the, this tea here for you, and I'm going. Grawl backs away. Yeah. Slowly backing away, you'll get to the other side of camp, a little nonplussed as to what the hell just happened. She played dead. What am I supposed to do? (laughs) And as you're just like deflating a little bit, walking around the edge of camp opposite her, near the end of your watch, as you see Kanaeus just sort of like Overdramatic, like, oof, waking up, that's what I'm doing right now. Mm, yeah, mm. <laughs> oh, oh, Kanaeus, so good to see you. I, gosh, you must have been sleeping gr- gr- like a deer. You're not a deer. You're a... Say, say it, that's a good... I'm sorry. And uh, he will say, yeah, uh, well, how was the watch? Uneventful? <laughs>
It's so hard to like you. <laughs> I'm getting very mixed mixed signals from you right now, Canaius. And he'll like stretch some more and then just like laugh a little bit, clap you on the shoulder, walk towards his uh, little fire and teapot and start warming it up again. And he'll say quietly, just give her some time. And he'll flick his glance back towards her. And when you look, you can see that she's gently sipping the, the tea, but not looking at anything. Yes. Little victories. Reed, Reed, you deserve that end of the breakfast club fist yeah. in the air. Uh-huh. You deserve it. <laughs> Eventually, yeah, everyone I'll begins... Crawl one of these days. Everyone begins waking up on the 11th day of so. Your penultimate day in the Eastwood begins with Grawl being strangely chipper. (laughs) I don't like it. It's very awkward. It's it's really weird. Who replaced Grawl? And Cherish being extremely, like, mellow and low-key, it's like their personalities got so <laughs> Who's ready to do some adventuring today? <laughs> yes. Mm. Morning, guys. I draw my sword. No, I'm... <laughs> Doppelgangers! <laughs> Imposters! <laughs> We've played this game before. <laughs> Wait, is this a body swap oh. episode? Nobody told me! <laughs> Oh, man, I'm still me. Wait, no, that's a good thing. (laughs) So, yeah. uh, The penultimate day of your journey into the Eastwood begins. Uh, Hopefully, by the end of the next two days, you will reach the, uh, the long drift, that river that divides the Eastwood. And when you do so, presumably, you will also reach the edge of the Wilding. And from there, you should, presumably, teleport into Fair Ames here itself. But in the meantime, there are still two days separating you and this destination. But I think it is there that we are going to end tonight's episode of Material Components. Uh, After an episode of victories both big and small... Because as always, you can find us on Twitter (laughs) at matcomrpg. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We have also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. Especially, especially now, we want to hear from our listeners. Let us know you're out there, Matt comrades. Let us know you're doing okay. Yeah. We love you. This Mm -hmm. is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, I'm, you can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. Mike, what are the, what are Canaeus's odds on, uh, Etsuko <laughs> being like, mm, I need some girl talk. I need to talk to Cherish about this. <laughs> I'd say the odds are strong. Okay. <laughs> That's all I needed to hear. 
Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the rest of the podcast is just us trying to get Crawl and Etsuko uh, mm -hmm. together. I don't. We it's have... weird. What end of the yep. world's? I don't know. <laughs> Apocalypse? I don't need who? Help. Don't need anyone's help. <laughs> I can do this. I am a strong, independent hobgoblin. <laughs> Who Dude, only I needs his I... allies in visual range so he can get saved in face. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> saved in face. <sighs> okay, but we'll um, be in the background singing some Little Mermaid. Some yeah. Little Mermaid tunes. Okay, which one of you is Scuttle? Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Olivia. You can find me on Twitter at cryoutolivia. Um, come hang out. It's weird and spooky out there, so I'm I'm always there to chat. I'm pretty much always Twitter. Please save me from the hellhole that is my work right now. <laughs> wow. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Readimus. Um. Yeah, um, uh, this may not be related to D&D, &D, but you should tweet me, um, or message me on Instagram, um, about your favorite Oregon hikes, um, just because we're all kind of, like, not supposed to be hanging out in the meat space doesn't mean we can't go enjoy nature, and I would like to go do that, and you should too, so, yeah, let me know those kind of things. Um, and, uh, you don't... Uh, I'm not on the internet, um, and apparently I'm not in like out and about these days either. So, um, you know what you can do with, uh, you know, if you have free time, please uh, rate and review our podcast on whatever platform you are listening to it on. Uh, and when you do, um, include the name the name of an NPC in the subject line, and we will put that NPC in the show. Please, please do this. Um, Reviews are very uh, important because it's not. It's just nice to hear feedback from people, and and yeah. So please, please, please do that. It's true. Wow. Give me the name of the NPC they will fall in love with next. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I was I was about to say give it, give us a name of an NPC and Grawl will promise to flirt with you. <laughs> <laughs> it may not be good, but he'll try. Cherish and Grawl will fight over them until uh -huh. it's revealed who they're into. <laughs> Short answer: neither of them. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> it was the snake. It was. Oh. It was them onion boys. Um. <laughs> And of course, you can find me on Twitter at MK Gergoni. Uh, yeah, I am always available for anyone who wants to talk to break up the the isolation that is beginning to onset as we begin to practice social distancing for the good of the many. We must sacrifice our own uh, somewhat personal social well-beings. So for all of those partaking in their social distancing, thank you for what you're doing because it mm -hmm. is important to flatten that curve, y'all. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Uh, but of course, you can find our good, good friend Omatep on Twitter over at NPC underscore AN because you know what, y'all? Even though you haven't yet met his romantic interest, mm. maybe someday you will. Because, Ooh. of course, he is an important NPC. 
wait, we've all seen money. <laughs> not money like this. No, no, no. <laughs> like a swimming pool of money. I'm talking yeah. like Scrooge like McDuck a, level, yeah, like level just... of money. Yeah. It's made out of God's tears. Now more than ever, the world is chaos, y'all. So please be kind to one another. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye.